0: Oi, you lot, you're listening to Garage Hammer, episode 62. Tonight, the modelings have their friend Domas on to talk about how the other fat modelings are trying to get together to be a little less disgusting. Then, they talk about the cost of their soldiers, and then more more special characters. Really? Oh, they got left. Oh, lizards. Why do I keep listening? Hey, shut it! I'm listening to me show!
1: Welcome to Garage Hammer, you tools. We're going to make several promises for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you the versus best combination of mayhem, some dullness, and all things special. I'm Chris Hume. And I'm
0: special. <laughs> I knew I'd be the special once I got this wizard. Here we that. go.
1: <laughs> Irresistible force wizardry for <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Abraham. Lincoln, everybody. <laughs> uh, Four seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we should take a, mon- ma- a moment to thank our sponsors. Yes, we should, Chris. Alright, let's thank our sponsors, Unique Gifts and Games, located in Grays Lake, Illinois. Thank you. Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana. Thank you. Versus Den Custom Painting and Sculpting. Brian Steele Rules. And Battle Foam, protecting your... <sighs>
0: Yay. There you go. <laughs> so, welcome, folks, to episode sixty-two. The episode that promises to be one after episode sixty-one
1: and one before sixty-three. But
0: uh, the holidays the are coming up, so Christmas is coming. The goose is getting it, it fat. Is.
1: the end of two thousand twelve. Yes, we got a us.
0: lot planned for the next two or three episodes too. Good stuff. Oh yeah, I got a end of the year secret treat coming up for mm-hmm. everybody. And then uh, in January, we'll be uh, hopefully recapping 2012. Yes. If I can trudge through.
1: A year in review. What? All
0: the uh, news and rumors from our old shows, because I only got it compiled up to like May, and then I got lazy and stopped writing everything down. I actually started this back in January, writing down all the releases and stuff so we could do this. Oh, jeez. And then in May, I got lazy and stopped. So Okay. Uh, but we'll do a, a year in review in our top and bottom three. Okay. So uh, I'm looking forward to the next couple of shows, but not as much as I'm looking forward to this show, which promises to be our best show ever. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Really, folks, uh, Garage Hammer denies all actual claims of greatness of this
1: episode compared to any others. Just putting it out there. (laughs) (laughs) So, any uh, anything in the way of shout-outs?
0: We got no shout-outs. Yes, People shout-outs? ain't shouting. There's wah, not enough wah, shouting. Wah, wah, Tournaments wah. are coming up. People are throwing down challenges, and they're not doing it here. Not
1: via shout-out, huh?
0: I guess not. But, uh, you know, you can do that, or you can call and leave a voicemail.
1: We have voicemail, Chris. Oh, tell me about voicemail, David. We
0: have voicemail. All you got to do is call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And you, too, can be a part of the show now um, we did get only one voicemail this past um, uh, time since we recorded last. Uh, and in fact, if you listen to Point Hammered, did you listen to the last episode? I did. They were doing a shot a minute. Yeah. Okay. Was that just? A, were, I mean, was it a literal shot no, every no, no, minute? No, it was a shot of beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not
1: hard. Because I'm beer. like, how
0: did they not die? Yeah, yeah. So, they, but apparently they got pretty good and buzzed and. Uh, during one of the breaks, Johnny Hastings called me with a joke that is not appropriate for this program. Uh,
1: okay, I'll have to ask you what that joke is. I'll tell you the joke that off works. the air. And, okay. John,
0: thanks for calling and leaving that because, A, I love when you drunk <laughs>
1: he's Like He's like, i got to stop drunk die. Like Was that the joke about the, the donkey and the... It was about a one horse animal horse that and was a in chicken, mud. yeah, 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 okay, I did hear that, oh, okay, they played that on their show, oh did they? I, I laughed out loud on air then I
0: did he called and left it on my voicemail. I was going to put it on, but it is completely inappropriate for for our airwaves, ah oh, boy, if we ever have him on, i'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to find something, I think we'll burn out the cuckoo you so, might, yeah <laughs> get that ready
1: yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> So, uh, you know what? Why don't we uh, take our quick break and then come back with the complete lack of news and rumors. Sounds good. Okay.
1: Is your name a killing word? is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for if you know what i'm talking about chances are you're a gamer what better place to get your game on than the game preserve the game preserve specializes in analog games of all types like board games family games chess sets and jigsaw puzzles and especially hobby games They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Hero Clips. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the Jerk Store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Reserve. If you're not shopping here, the
2: only winning move is not to play.
0: Welcome back to the garage, you tools. All right, so
1: news and rumors. Okay, no news. All right, no actually, news.
0: we have some news, um, and we're going to be talking to Domus in just a few minutes. About our news, but as far as, I mean, like, hobby news and rumors, I got nothing. I mean, nothing we haven't talked about. Well, they did release some Hobbit stuff. Are you keeping up with that at all? Uh, you know, I actually went on Twitter, and, you know, the one time I'm ever negative about GW, and everybody's like, you're wrong.
1: <laughs> I was just like, okay. Oh, so you didn't like it, but you're saying a lot of people did.
0: I didn't like it, and I just, I, it's 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 expensive. I mean, you get a lot in that box. I did see the box. You get, like... I didn't realize how many models you get. Huh. You get... The special edition, you get all thirteen of the dwarves. You get Bilbo. You get Gandalf. You get Radagast, who wasn't actually in the Hobbit, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> uh, but I think it comes with like thirty goblins or something like that. I mean, it's like a okay. ton of them. And there's the Goblin King and a couple of trolls. Right, right. And like the setup for Goblin Town, like the little wooden, the, the wooden ramps. It's all in there. Uh. The mini rule book. So I guess for one twenty five, it's. It, I just I looked at that and said that's more expensive wow, than one twenty five. It's more wow. expensive than the it 's ninety nine bucks for fantasy, and I think it's one hundred and five for the mm. and I was like one hundred and twenty five it seemed like a lot someone you know kept mentioning about well, licensing and stuff like that and i'm like, sure i just i I think I made some sort of comment about really the one the thing that has the lowest demand has the highest cost I was you know and well it, it
1: maybe they're trying to bank on. Capturing the, the, I think that's what they're that trying to do when Get, the movies come out. Well, I do
0: Greg Dan, our European correspondent, mm-hmm. was saying something about how you know this is going to bring in young kids too, uh, and, and people who don't necessarily play war so games, it's a ga- but like a gateway game, it's so a gateway it's game. game. I guess that's how Joey Barry got started, was playing. Oh, starting yeah. with. Well, that's and, how you got started. Uh, yeah, I I actually only played a couple of games of it before Christopher came over and said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." <laughs> Step up to the big boy game. Exactly. There's <laughs> this game over here that people are actually playing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that that's what actually caught my eye was I was looking for uh, something hobby-related to do, and, you know, oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Let me see this. Right. So I guess it does work in that sense. Um, The goblins look a little weird to me. It's odd to me, too. And, I mean, they're supposed to look like they look like in the movie, but... I guess I just expect them to look more like those little ugly orcs, since I always kind of thought that's what the goblins were. Well, even. The, the goblins in Lord of the Rings were definitely green. These looked more pinkish, pinkish yeah, pale they've, they've been underground a lot under the mountain, I guess. You know, even the trolls look different. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing it. I'm looking forward to the movie. In well, maybe the movie, will put it
2: in
1: light, and yeah, the model will look that much better. I, I, I was shocked at some of the prices, though. Yes, yeah, certainly seems expensive. I yeah. did like that that Goblin Town. Yeah, but the and little the planks, and yeah, all the wooden structure and stuff. That was that, that
0: was, was really, cool. really cool for Malifaux too. Mm-hmm. So because you know a lot, they, they, they a lot of terrain in that game. I don't know. It was like I think what was it like seventy bucks for the 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 White Council, which is mm-hmm. uh, Saruman, mm-hmm. Gandalf, Elrond, and Galadriel, and it was something like wow, yeah, it was like seventy some bucks. It was almost and someone had pointed. I think it was uh, Rellian, said, you know, that's like twenty dollars a model almost, and I said, well.
2: Well,
1: four
0: characters. It's four characters, so and right. we. I mean, that's the thing. It's a. It's another skirmish-based game because you never see a Warhammer box set of four characters, so right? It's one or and you pay fifteen to twenty bucks sure. for it, unless it's like a big ogre or something. You're paying mm-hmm. forty for it, so I guess it's not out of the complete realm. And some of the models, like I, I liked the what the White Council models looked like. Like I said, I got nothing against the Hobbit. I got nothing against Lord of the Rings, other than it's, you know, I mean. Our, you know, the new fantasy stuff comes, it's been coming few and far between. And uh, any time taken away from getting this
1: stuff out, I I, I tend to get a little, I guess, defensive. Impatience. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, after this all blows over, then yeah. fantasy will, you know, it'll come back around. Well, so. I'm thinking
0: that I, from what I heard next month or within a month, they're going to have another 40K release. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to be demons. And I, I'm hoping it's for both. And, That's uh, what I've heard it's going to be. Yeah, and then another 40K release. And then they're going to... Uh, orcs. I, I was reading that there's going to be Orc models for the 40K Orcs. Okay. Are getting uh, some new some you know updated models out. Nice. Uh, maybe there'll be a White Dwarf update, which would hint that there's maybe a new book coming for them. And then something else for Fantasy in May. So, hmm, I mean, it looks like maybe two books in the first half of the year, maybe one book for us. So... Might that be Warriors
1: for fantasy? No idea. Miles
0: being pushed back further? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if Demons came out and Warriors already got their little update in the White Dwarf, it's completely possible. Hmm. That seems to be the way they're almost going with it lately, you know?
1: Well, we'll see. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy The Hobbit when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least the movie. Right. You meant the movie. Or both, depending on, yeah.
0: (sighs) I'm not paying $85 for that rule book. I'm just not like I like the stuff, and I love to read their books and the fluff. I'm just not, so I'm not trying to be negative, though. I was just, I just, it's just you're just talking. Yeah, it's I just, just want just more fantasy. Back. I'll wind up editing this down anyway. <laughs> wow. Oh boy, um, the Circle City Circuit is actually we're recording today. It's the third uh, of December. Mm-hmm. I think their fourth and final round is on Saturday, so mm-hmm. that'll actually be coming up in the next show or two.
1: Man, that's. Uh- Time flies, doesn't no, they're it? They're having it four like... instead of six this time. Oh, so, is that why? Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, Jeff's got the baby and stuff You're like right, that. Right. So, and uh, wow, I mean, it's gonna be. This is so weird. Okay, we're recording now the, the third. This will be out in a week. Mm-hmm. This will be out next Monday, Friday. We're recording the Christmas release mm-hmm. episode. So we're just going to be. We got two recordings in one week. This is we're jam packed. Our news and rumor section is going to be sparse on the next one too. Well, that's all right. all right. Then we're going to have like a month before stuff comes out. Everyone's going to get the scoop on us. <laughs> the scoop.
1: What the can scoop. you do? Well, that's that's what Twitter is for. Talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> that seems to be. You know, that's the quickest way to relay information and stuff. I no find. kidding, huh? Oh boy. So like, really,
0: that's it. Um, why don't we get uh, Domus on the line here? Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about the uh, Garage Hammer weight loss deal. Sound good? Yeah, Superstore. Yeah. Yeah, All right, so folks, it's time to uh, talk a little bit about uh, something that just got started uh, last week. In fact, by the time you're hearing this, many of you many of you have probably heard about it on the Bad Dice Daily uh, last Wednesday's episode. Uh, I was on talking with Curry about it, the Garage Hammer Weight Loss Group. So um, the guy who really uh, sort of jumped in here and said, hey, Dave, let's get this started. Everyone, please welcome my close friend and yours, Chris Hughes, Mr.
1: Domus.
2: James, what's going on, Domus? Hey, guys. Not a lot. How's it going?
1: Pretty good. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. So
1: let's talk about the the weight loss challenge. So, what prompted this uh, this movement? And it is a massive social movement. This is crazy. This is people are coming out of the woodwork to, to sign uh, up. It's for this.
2: just it has just literally exploded. Um, for me, I hit I turned thirty nine this year, uh, and I just didn't literally didn't want to be forty and as fat as I am. And uh, I, I kind of got sick, so i I've been mentally gearing myself towards dieting. and then I saw a post from Dave. Uh, what was it Dave something about you were on a big long walk and winded or something like that <laughs> we had we had had some
0: portillos for lunch. I had a big beef sandwich. And (laughs) then had to go right from there to the art institute, where
1: I had to walk for three hours with my students. That That was a tweet. I
0: I was sweating like a pig. My stomach felt awful, and I was just like, "Oh, eating a huge lunch and then walking for three hours is a stupid idea." And then I hashtagged it: "Morbid obesity sucks." Hmm. (laughs) Thomas is like, "Yeah, you know, uh, you know. Well, you you know what you said. You said, you know, we need we should work together and try to, you know, support each other."
2: that's right I do better you know if I make a little competition out of anything I always do better than if I'm on it my own so and and now it's turned into this big thing I think we got 45 people signed up yeah I mean wow. well he
0: said hey let's do this let's both get together and support each other we should do a blog or something because we don't live near each other so we don't know and I said yeah I could put something up on the forum or something like that and you know we can just keep track of it there we had already a weight loss challenge that someone else had done with me just trying to help me out to, you know, give me that motivation to do something. And next thing I knew, like, three other people were like, hey, I'm in, too. I'm in. Can someone else get in? And then I lost reception at the Art Institute. When I walked out, there was, like, 20 people.
2: Uh, uh, oh, yeah. People just came in just out of the woodwork. A lot of <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, we're a lot of big guys in this, playing this game, and, and, you know, we just need to fix it. Some of us are really big and, in, and potentially in bad trouble. I just got some bad news about my blood sugar today that, you know, puts me in a diabetic range, even though I don't have any symptoms of diabetes. Oh, but if I, if I don't curb that, like now, I you know, I'm staring down the face of a serious health problem.
0: Yeah. And amazingly for me, I don't have that. I actually had, last time I had a blood test, the doctor made me come in to get another one, and I was terrified, because I'm like, oh, my God, what did they find? My blood type came back. The doctor's like, no, I had to run it twice. I go, why? He goes, you have the blood of, like, an athletic 25-year-old. He's like, and with the way you look, you shouldn't have the blood of an athletic 25-year-old. He's like, you are amazingly lucky. I'm you, like, You
1: weren't doing any Lance Armstrong swapping of blood samples. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's action, right. He Maria. took it
0: right there, and the, right the, he took it right out of the vein, you know? Huh. I didn't uh, bring in my own sample here. I took my own blood. Doc, right, right. Use this.
2: That, that's awesome. You know, my, I've had mine tested for years, and it's always been fine. But uh, my doctor moved away last year, and I just never found a replacement. So I haven't. I don't think I've had my blood tested in over a year and a half. Uh, and it always been fine, but this time it just it's done. It's not fine anymore. It's, it sucks to get old.
1: Yeah. No, well, it, but it is good to take action and do something about it while you're still able. Right now, this yes. was the
0: Monday before. Absolutely, this was the Monday before Thanksgiving, and Domus was like, "We should do this." And so he pri- he sent me a private message. He's like, "You know, give me a call." So I talked to him that night, and we were like, "Well, how should we do this?" Because some people are like, "Oh, it should be a competition," and I'm like, "Well, you know, I don't I don't necessarily want to make it too competitive, per se. You know, there's I already enough pressure. Exactly, right? exactly of a different kind. If I you know I don't want to do something and start losing." You know, I'm losing weight, but I'm losing some sort of uh, contest. Right. So, uh, I talked to Domus, and we both agreed. Uh, Domus actually came up with the idea of the the model swap. It's almost, it's practically Secret Santa ish. So, what's the model? Swap? Why don't you tell him about it, Domus?
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of a miniature exchange. The idea is that you know, we're, if we're all losing weight, then everybody's winning. So, rather than one person, you know, I I that's one of my things about tournaments. I don't like prize tournaments. I love tournaments where the, the, all the prizes are raffled off as door prizes,
0: and everybody gets trophies. Who wins and, something?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's mm. the way I enjoy it. So the, the <laughs> idea <laughs> well, is that you know, you if, if you're at the bottom of the list, you you paint and send a miniature to the guy who lost more weight than you, all the way up to the top of the list, and then the winner will actually paint and send one to the loser. Oh, nice. And then, you know, just to sweeten the pot a little bit for the winner, we did add you know you can opt in to paint an additional miniature for the winner so there and there are quite a few guys that have opted in and gals to you know paint a winner for the minute an additional mini for the winner, so he could potentially walk away with quite a few
0: no and they, they don 't have to be of any specific type. I mean, you could list you know, hey, I play these armies or if people know what you play if they want to get you something, mm-hmm. you know if they know the guy or something like that. But it's just send them a model. It's more of like a souvenir, a reminder, a token that you participated.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I don't think we put forth any rules about just send them whatever you want. You know, and if you want to do extravagant, that's your business. If you want to send a two cent skeleton, get after it.
0: Yeah. So basically, instead of because we thought about that, we're like, well, buying single models, any single model is going to cost you at least ten bucks, but. Uh, you know, a core model is going to cost you twenty-five bucks for the box. So, right. I'm not going to. We're not going to require people to go out and buy models for any specific thing. Take one of your models. And Let's if face it. RV, everyone
1: has an extra handful of core. This everyone's day, got an extra handful of around. core.
0: Everyone's got a Night Goblin here or there. Just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, that's
2: just I mean, I've got shelves of single miniatures, Reaper minis I've picked up over the years, you know, stuff like that. And that's what I'll dig into for this. So. Yes,
0: and send somebody something. Everyone's going to get something. And we're all going to get healthier.
2: And, you know, and it's a very positive, you know, nobody's, there's no sense of shame here. This is a real personal uh, kind of intimate topic. Yeah, we're a bunch of dudes. Yeah, we know we're all heavy. But when you start actually posting how much you weigh, you know, that you kind of reveal a couple of layers of yourself there that people don't realize sure. know.
0: Yeah, and people have been actually putting in about why they're wanting to lose weight. I mean, you can read that. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to use the term inspirational.
1: Well, no, some of them really hit home though. Like this, oh, yeah. you could tell that this, you know. It, is a big deal. It's a, it's a personal thing. It's oh yeah. a big
2: deal to all of
0: us. Well, and here's the thing. Like I said, I, I, I did about 10 years ago. I went from 324 down to 240. And that was wow. awesome. That was about 10 that's years awesome. ago. And in the last 10 years, uh, well, I stepped on the scale last Monday, and I was at 356. Hmm. And that's scary. I am the fattest guy on this list. I am the biggest guy on this list. It just means
2: you have the most to lose.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, as far as percentage goes, I'm actually, I um, I actually have the uh, the the advantage going into this contest because that's true. Well, that's that's (laughs) how you have to frame
1: it, you know, to keep the motivation up.
0: So, and it's really keeping me honest too, because I swear to God, uh, you want to hear a story, and I know people might get bored with this. Thursday I had to take care of a religious ed, right? And I was hungry. I got home from work and I've been taking two pieces of fruit or three pieces of fruit, depending on their size. And a sandwich or a little salad or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't eat nothing. Kids come to school, hey Mr. Tech, it's my birthday. You want some cake? No, get out of here. The kids know not even to offer me stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Like after just a couple of days. I've been working out. I'm sitting I needed something to eat. Dinner was not gonna be ready till I got home at like seven. And I'm like, ugh and it was like one last like sixth of a Baker Square blueberry pie from right before Thanksgiving sitting there. And I just grabbed the whole box and took it out to the car. I'm like, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to in the car while she's there. I'm going to read my book and eat this piece of pie. And it sat in that car, and I kept looking at it, and I kept looking at it going, that looks really good. I'm like, and I'm going to eat in about an hour when I get home, and I'm not starving to death. And I sat there, and it was like, normally I would have just eaten that, that pie. And I actually got back, went and picked her up, Got home, took the pie out of the car, dropped it in the garbage can on the way up the wow. driveway. Good for you, Dave. And it was this I mean, it's little things like that that normally I would never have done. There was a bag, of those, that green bag of tortilla chips. I forget the name of them, but it's like the tortilla chips with salt. they the Mexican okay, brand. Right. I would sit and eat a whole bag of those in an evening with a jar of salsa while reading or painting models. And it's oh, been in there too. for like a week. And I actually told my wife, she's like... She's like, you did really good this week. I'm like, those chips. I'm like, please don't buy anymore. She's like, well, we like to eat them. I'm like, well, then kind of stash them or something because those chips sing to me. Every night I'm down here doing something and they're up here. I have caught myself standing in the pantry staring at the chips, oh, like ready geez. to take them and just like sitting there, literally standing there like with an internal struggle.
2: But and I remember hostess going out of business, right?
0: Yeah, I've got eight yeah. boxes of cupcakes upstairs.
2: Yeah, I got the like kids ten like boxes of cupcakes in the freezer, and ten boxes of cinnamon cakes and yep. powdered nuts, and, and I'm looking at my wife, and I'm like, we "Started a diet? Why do we have yeah. all this?"
0: Stuff? Well, and the, and the kids, you know, the kids will have it for lunch or something like that, but that's actually. And the, the thing about this is, it's really it was hard. Like the third or fourth day, I was cranky as hell. I was snapping at my students, snapping at other people at work. I got in an email argument with one of my coworkers over wow. just some stupid. And I actually went to see him, and he's a guy who lost a lot of weight too. And I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry. Like, I just want you to know, I'm on my third day of diet and exercise. I like this, and he's like, don't say no more. He's like,
1: I know exactly. <laughs> I've been there. I'm
0: like, I'm sorry, I was a douche, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh,
2: I haven't had that problem because I'm because i uh, am trying to do low sugar and no carbs right so all last week i was just tired i'd come home to sleep i just i slept you know 13 14 hours a day you just have no energy and now i've been doing it about a week and today was my first day exercising and i just rocked it so i've nice. kind of settled in and i'm back to having energy again but the first week is just miserable yeah, it's yeah. a
1: big adjustment for your body to make for sure. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah, yeah. going you know three hundred, four hundred carbs a day down to thirty or forty.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm not even like a lot of people are
0: posting on the website. Uh, we've got like about six stickies on that thread. Mm. There's the read this first fatty sticky. Then there's the actual. Someone said, "Can we put up a recipe sticky?" Yeah, we have a I chef feel like such a girl. Oh, is yeah, there a, a chef of, on there?
2: One yeah. one of our guys is a chef. So, uh, yeah, Ian wow. Bagley or something from Arkansas. I'm not sure how to pronounce yeah. his name.
0: No, yeah, exactly. And he posted some recipes, and everyone who weighs in at the end of the week, people are chiming in with their, you know, just, you know, and if you're by yourself, like, I'm lucky because I've got Grant. I wouldn't have been to the health club last week if it wasn't for Grant. I would not have gotten up. I mean, I leave for work at, like, 6.15, and so I get up about 5.30. And so Grant's like, I'm going to go to the health club at 5.15. That's
2: so awesome. And he could be there longer.
0: I had to leave. Like, I get there about, I try to get there about 5. I usually get there about 5.15 with him but I got to be done working out at quarter to six and hit the shower so I can get to work on time.
2: And did you go today? I saw that did. Did, he didn't make it. I did. I did. Good for you. I, Good for I, you.
0: I, I got up and I noticed I didn't get the morning text for about 4.30 from Grant making sure I was up. And so I texted him and I'm like, okay, I'm leaving now. And then I got there and he texted me like right as I was leaving the club going to work saying I just woke up. I'm like, I, I went, I got my time and I didn't do a ton based on what I can do, but I'm going. and it's Something like, is better than nothing. Yeah, that's yep. it. So, but this is really good because I know I can do this. And now that I've got, like, everyone on the forum the group can click mentality. in. Everyone yeah. on the forum can click in and see how I'm doing. I can't just let this slide.
2: Well, that's just it. That's what I told Tom. You know, I, I feel so accountable to the group where I could fail myself but I don't feel like I can fail this. It's you know it's grown bigger than either of us, obviously now. Yeah. But it just it's really good for me in that sense. It you know keeps driving me, and I hope that that doesn't go away. and you know, that's always my problem. I can diet real good for three four months, but you know well, it's past that where I start to slip. We're doing so. this
0: for six, and then I'm happy to re up it for anyone who wants to join in new at the new, next six, or if anyone wants to re up and keep going, Mm. I mean, there's some people who are going to lose what they need to lose, but I would say stay on and see that you're maintaining. I mean, that's like that Weight Watchers, that lifetime membership. Make sure you're maintaining. Um, But Domus, we got 45 people. What's the total tonnage of Gamer we got going on here?
2: Alright, I gotta flip over here. We are at 5.53 tons of Gamer. So we got (laughs) um,
0: 11,060 or 11,069.
2: Very nice, Dave. The math boy.
0: (laughs) 11,069 pounds of gamer signed up.
2: 246 per gamer.
0: Yeah. That's the average.
2: That's an average,
0: I'm I'm way... I'm at three... Now, I weighed in at 350 this morning. I lost six pounds this week. Nice. And it is totally not Warhammer, and I don't want to dwell on it too long, but I know at least 45 of the people who are listening joined, and if you haven't and you want to, please do. I mean...
2: Yeah, and Anytime. even if you've only
0: got to lose twenty or th- I mean there are mm-hmm. people on there that are like, Man, I'm up at two ten. I haven't been two ten in forever. I gotta get down to one eighty and I'm reading that going, You dirty red Well, <laughs> see that's the thing. But, that's
1: I'm one of those guys.
0: But that, so I can lose
1: about fifteen pounds, but
0: join in. Join it's, in it's for everybody. It'll keep you it'll keep you honest. It'll keep if you if you're serious about losing fifteen pounds, are you gonna get on there every week and be like, Yeah, I didn't do
1: nothing. Yep, yeah, screw it, yeah, didn't do it's nothing. Not, it's not so much of that. It's someone I read these heartfelt stories and testimonials about Know, they're really, you, really gripping, and then I just, eh, yeah, I could stand to lose a couple pounds. It just seems your kinda...
2: 15 pounds is as important to you as our 115 is to us. So, you know, yeah. it's all perspective.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and I know that there's, here's the thing I'm reading some of these stories, and people are really kind of putting their hearts out there. Now, I know, I mean, okay, once again, I'm the biggest, and I'm only about, I'm just a hair under 5'11. So, being 350 pounds a hair under 5'11, I'm wearing 54 inch pants. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I got, I got issues. And I have put up a lot of stuff that's personal up there, and I put—I mean, I put, dude, I—I I talk about my whole life on this show all the time. I put everything out there, but there are weird physical issues that I've had that are embarrassing that I haven't posted because they're embarrassing. And I'm not talking about like you know impotence or nonsense like that. I'm—you okay. know—every I'm time you tell you get fat, everyone automatically thinks a reptile dysfunction. That's not an issue. Not, so not the second head. No, that's okay. not the issue. But there's. Things that I would that I, I haven't told anybody and I and I won't because hmm. there's such and bizarre little things that are so embarrassing and it's purely based on my size and I know that's exactly what it is because it could not possibly be anything else and it's like I just I can't wait for this to go away and I know it's going to go away as soon as I drop another ten or fifteen pounds and I think once we, once you get started it's like once you get down to close to your your weight that's the hardest thing to do once you get close to your target. Because then you're just kind of maintaining and trying to push those last few. Mm. I've got a hundred and fifty pounds to lose, you know. And it's like I know if I can lose two or three or four or five a week. Once I've lost a bunch, I won't want to cheat because it's like no, I've, I've so come,
2: worked so
1: hard to get I've there. gotten this far. Screw sure. that. yeah, you that makes perfect. And though. not
2: only that, but you feel so. I mean, I remember when I was exercising every day; it feels so good, and you love it. You know, you learn to love it, and it doesn't take long.
0: And you start to get I mean honestly I remember when I was first working on this when I over the summer I started going and doing the aqua fit classes to help strengthen up my knee and I was eating right and stuff and then I sat down one day after about three weeks of eating not good food but just eating right, you know, like not eating too much. And we ordered pizza one night and I sat pizza's like my, my kryptonite and everyone ate like everyone said to order pizza and I ordered all those pizza and everyone had like one slice. There's all and over the course of the evening I ate like a pizza and a half. And I've done that before, and it hasn't even slowed me down. I woke up the next morning, and I felt awful. And it's like I'm 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 hoping to get to that point again where where it's like if you don't eat right, you don't you actually don't feel right because sure, you know yeah you do it you, you eat bad in huge amounts long enough, and your body doesn't even get phased by it. Yeah. And so I'm working on get you know.
1: I think moderation is the key. I'm, I'm trying to and,
0: resensitize and, my body to right. that kind of thing. You know,
2: that's it, Chris. Moderation is key. I quit smoking just like that. You know, it, it was flipping off a switch. I quit 12 years ago, and I've never looked back. But you can't stop eating. Yeah. So this whole, you know, controlling and moderating, and, and I feel pretty lucky because when my wife and I moved into our new home in August, and we decided when we moved, we would just Totally stop eating out because we were spending a fortune on fast food, you know, just eating out all the time and it's crab food and, you know, just making us fatter and it was costing us a ton of money. So we quit eating out and I started, you know, shriveling down my portion sizes and all of that kind of led into this perfect storm that when I saw David's tweet, I knew it, you know, it's like, this is time. Oh, we got, I, I got to do this for me. And, and mentally I was as prepared as I could possibly be.
0: Hmm. And I really wasn't. But Doma said, let's do it. And what are you going to do? Nah, I'd like to stay fat. <laughs> so I said, okay. And then, like, and then like 10 or 12 people jumped in, and then it was 30, and now it's 45. And then I got Grant, who's got a membership to the same health club as me, and, he's, and if I don't show up, he knows it. And damn, he tweets every time he shows up to that place. Yeah, so yeah, I know got, if I miss, oh, right, everybody's right. going to know.
2: Well, we got guys doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, and we got a personal trainer that's signed up. So we've got all kinds of resources well, some um, of these guys are going guys psycho.
0: Relian's going
2: nuts. Oh, yeah, and Mike Gerald. Mike Gerald is lifting a ton of weights, you know, so there's the all world. kinds of resources, too, for us to pull upon, which is great, you know, because yeah. I don't I don't claim to know the first thing about lifting weights. I'm a treadmill guy. <laughs> so that's I all know, I've ever done. I know a I...
0: very little bit about weights, and that's basically what I've been doing because the treadmill hurts too much at this point.
2: I got my treadmill out tonight. It was the first time it had been used since we moved.
1: You know, the ultimate would be if you could somehow – Rig it so you could do the treadmill while you're painting something.
2: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, they have they have treadmill desks now, and and more and more employers are starting to utilize those. Huh. So you, if you can, you know, depending on your job, you know, you can have a computer up above while you walk on a treadmill. Huh. Oh, I would love that. That tr- is cool. The treadmills
0: at the club where Harrison uh, does his fencing have the TVs attached to them. And you okay. can plug your headphones right into it. And you can watch your show, pick your own show right in the treadmill. Right, right. The ones at the old health club I went to had little clips, so you could clip your book on, hmm. and cover up if you wanted to cover up like the, the time. Because that's the thing you watch that timer go, and you're like, it's all well, I'll that, slow it down for
1: you. Yeah. And I see,
2: now I do po- podcasts for me are huge when I'm treadmilling because it engages my mm-hmm. brain, and I just totally focus in on the podcast, and I don't see the treadmill at all. So well, well nice.
1: a three-hour podcast like uh, <clears throat> Garage Hammer would be perfect guess, for such activities. Well, exactly. It's Time no to worries. catch up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was catching up on my Bad Dice dailies today, but yes, they're in the queue. So, nice. oh, there nice. you go. Nice. I <laughs> also signed up for Audible, so I'm going to try that. I've never done an listen to an audio book before, but I know lots of guys that recommend them, so I'm going to try that at some point so too. So many.
0: I used to. Or, I have. Oh my god! What have I got? Uh, either purchased or burned, I've got the entire Harry Potter series, the entire Ender series, all seven or eight books of that. I've got the entire uh, Narnia Chronicles, uh, and I've got a bunch of other single books. Um, I just, I love books on CD. In fact, this podcasts that have been keeping me away from. I used to listen to them constantly, and then I started listening to podcasts, and I listen to enough of them now where I'm never quite caught
2: up. And do you, you have a drive, or do you just listen to them in your free time?
0: Uh, both, I listen to them on my drive, and then if I'm home, if I'm not working on editing my show, if I'm cleaning the house
1: or something, I'll just put them on. Yeah, dishes and vacuuming is my big podcast time.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: But uh, I think this is great, and I'm I'm really and Domus, we're gonna have to come on in a couple months once we get past New Year's and see how all of us fatties are doing. How much weight have we have we? What is I? I, I we have a goal. I mean, everyone set their own goal of what they wanted to lose.
2: Yeah, and if everybody meets that goal, we're set to lose. If everybody meets the goal they set for themselves, we'll lose 1.3 tons Jeez. of weight. Almost now, some of those some of those goals are really lofty in my opinion. Well, I won't uh, lose what I said I want to lose in six
0: months. There's no way I'm going to get down. There's no way I'm going to lose in six months 110 pounds because 240 was what I had gotten to at my best at Weight Watchers. So I want to hit that, and then I want to get down to about just around, right around two hundred will be my next goal. Sure, but yeah, that's one hundred and well, that's one hundred and ten pounds left right now. In the next, you know, five
1: points some months. Uh, that's it's, it's it's aggressive, but you want to set goals high, and right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, yourself, absolutely. So. exactly, exactly. And I tried to set a, a high but realistic goal as well. I think I I weighed in at two eighty, and I set a goal of two thirty for myself. So fifty pounds in six months. I've done it before. Um, it's not undoable. I hope to destroy that goal. Yeah, but, 10 pounds know. a
0: month is doable. So if you if you really keep on it, you could maybe even hit 60. Yeah, and, and so far
2: our first weigh-in now, not everybody's in yet, and there's a couple that have posted that I don't have in my spreadsheet yet, but we're at 112 pounds lost total. Jeez. In a
1: week. So, that is in amazing. a week, yeah.
2: yeah. And some of those people joined midweek last week, so they didn't weigh in on, May, on Monday. So, you know, we've got some midweekers that have joined in that oh, have
0: posted. And we got people joining from all over the world. we got people from all over Europe. we got people from UK, Canada. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Dice Bag Annie joined, uh, signed Oh, in did to, she really? Yeah. Wow. She asked me how to get in, and I got her signed in. So, that's, uh, I love my Dice Bag for Annie. It's so cool. Dice Bag.
2: I don't know who Dice Bag Annie is. I saw well, Annie just, sign up. But...
0: Well, no, it's Annie, but I call her Dice Bag Annie because I know another Annie, but, uh, you know, Annie makes dice bags, and when, when Greg, uh, Dan, came to came and stayed with me before Gen Con last year as a gift, he uh, commissioned a dice bag from Annie for me. Awesome. And it's, and it's got, uh, you know, the crossed hammers. It's got a hammer and a microphone.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. <It's> sweet. <laughs> I will
0: definitely bring it to Adepticon. You can see it. It's fantastic. I love my dice bag. So... Well, you know what? Let's wrap this up because all the skinny people are tuning out. And, right. <laughs> and uh, okay, so we'll wrap up. We'll come back with the toolbox. Um, Domus uh, won't be with us for the beginning of the toolbox, mm-hmm. but then um, he will be back with us at least for the beginning of the uh, the lizard men special characters. Sounds good. So we'll be back.
1: Hey, Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer. Family games, board games.
0: You mean unmatched awards and adventure?
1: Sure. A uh, place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual You gifts.
0: mean unparalleled offerings and fun?
1: Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles, and collectibles, too.
0: Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games!
1: Okay, but... Uh, Located
0: in historic downtown Lake, Illinois... UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but. Miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who. All right, but. Things supernatural. I understand. It's but... all here. Okay, but. With What's frequently the... scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere. Okay. Stop by UGG. Or. 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 Visit yep. them online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games Individualized endowments and festivities Essential awards and diversions
1: One of a kind presents and happy fun time Alright that's enough
2: right, tools we are back Welcome back
0: and uh oh, speaking of back, back are back, 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 back. Yes, I have been, and I haven't done that in a while, but they did it. And then they said they loved me and I have the sexiest voice in Warhammer. So to the dwellers below, guys, you are now my new favorite podcast to listen to because flattery gets people everywhere with There's this. no room in this room anymore I, because your head I- is too <laughs> big. But that's what she said. Uh, that was for great. Come on, keep it clean. Okay, keep it clean. Okay. No, I was it was so funny. Like the last two episodes, because Harrison was listening, he's like, Dad he's like, Did they just do that again? I'm like, Yep, back backady, back oh, do back, you back. We do it more they than they did it in the last two episodes. Unless I listen to the same episode twice, which I suppose is possible. <laughs> Maybe you could just repeat that. Make
1: that your ringtone so you can hear it all the time. <laughs>
0: I hear people do the Chaos Org Superstore thing, and I actually heard on one podcast, I don't remember which one I was listening to, someone went, they were talking about Battle
1: Foam, and the guy's like, oh, my army. You are changing the landscape of I am,
0: I am the, the Warhammer community. I am the podcast jingle Silly Stupid Hook guy. Uh, there you go. I—I no, I will, will quite come up with, the title. Yeah. Silly Stupid Hook guy. But I come up with this, Someone got to say it. I, Christopher hated it <laughs> when we would do that Kaz Superstore thing. You would hear you. That was the funniest when I did it once or twice. And Chris was like, oh, are you going to keep doing that? And then you, you and Grant came on the next episode, and you two did it. And he just threw his hands up. He's like, oh, uh, forget was it. That
1: word. <laughs> uh, that was the genesis of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. It's I, catching I, on. I didn't man. know it that I had on. a hand in the creation oh, sure. of that monstrosity. And that,
0: that was like, well, if you guys did it, then I'm going to have to go. And that was when I recorded me saying it like twelve different ways, and I had wow. Harrison say it every way he could, and I made the commercial. Nice. That's just a little look behind the curtain. So (laughs) why don't we get on with the toolbox, and uh, when we finish up the toolbox, Domus will be back, and um, we'll be talking uh, some other things. Or actually, no, before the toolbox, you've got Mary Mayhem. You were at Mary Mayhem. I was at Mary Mayhem. (laughs) Why don't we talk about that, unless you want to do the toolbox first? Why
1: don't we put the Mary Mayhem in the toolbox? That way.
0: Okay. We'll get that into the other. We'll wrap up the toolbox with that. Uh, So for Hobbyan.
1: Hobbying well, I finished my hobby commitment to finish all my models for Mary Mayhem. Yeah, so done there. Uh, so I'm going to be on a little bit of a hobby break and kind of reassess where I want to go in terms of models using um, what I'm going to be using for Adepticon, etc. Okay. I don't know. I might take a break and just paint something fun like the Arachnarch or something. Ah, but we shall see. I see. But that's about it. So, you know, a lot of goblins that I painted, getting all the bases. Um, Consistent. Okay. Uh, painting the the Wolf Heroes. I actually posted a bunch of pictures on Twitter and on the forums. Right. And some, got some good feedback for those. You know, Steve Leckman
0: questioned today, "What are people's hobby goals for 2013?" I saw that. Yeah.
1: On Twitter. Yeah.
0: So we should probably think about that at some point. You know, and talk, we because come up with that. Well, you responded. Oh yeah, I mean, I threw up what I'm thinking. I actually, I've got to get a serious final model count, and I'm thinking Christmas breaks the 21st. And so I could stay up late and not worry about the 5 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning stuff. Okay. I've got 400 so far, a little over 400 for the year. I'm thinking I could sit down and crank out most of that Kings of War stuff and maybe get my total for the year up to like five or 600 before See, the end of the year. I
1: saw your tweet, and I thought the opposite. Instead of quantity, you should shoot for quality. Paint, select one model uh-huh. and make it your mission to submit that to like the Adepticon painting contest. Oh, that's a not model a good idea. or a diorama. Or yeah, something but I got, but I
0: have thousands of models that are unpainted. Yeah, in that you cabinet. Can, we, so you've proven a,
1: that you can paint quantity, right? So I think challenge yourself. Are you saying that the quantity
0: isn't any quality? No,
1: I'm saying you emphasize. Okay. You emphasize the quantity,
0: right? Well, I mean, that's only because people keep pointing out that I have I have ten armies or eleven armies between me and Harrison. And he's got about two two k and yeah, I was I painted. Mean, there's, and there's no real like pressure or rush to finish like I would, all I would. these models. Yeah, but I would love to get a, Have have more than one painted army.
1: Like uh, all I'm saying is like you know, test your your skills, kind uh-huh. of challenge yourself. Yeah, that that's what I would throw out there. To you. you don't have to do it. It's just well, a I'll probably
0: what I what I would like to do is really sit down and and try to put my best work into either the Blood Knights. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like those would be the character models. Yeah, something like that. You kind
1: of did that with, uh, well, you did do that with the Coven Throne and the uh, Mortis Engine.
0: Yeah, I still haven't finished those Coven Throne, the three vampires on it. And I'm going to do those dresses. What are you waiting for? I'm going to do the dresses purely in airbrush. To wow. see if I can do the That's just fine detail work. Uh, it, there's not a lot of fine. I don't. I don't know how to do the super fine detail work in no. the airbrush. Okay. I don't know that you can. Even when I was talking to the guys, who are doing it, who do it professionally, they'll they'll go back a lot of times with a brush. With a brush. But I want to see like with the dresses. There's some of them are in separate parts. I want to see if I can maybe do some color differences and some shading that I that I learned techniques. You should do it. I, I'd love to see it. Yeah, because I know I can do priming, base coating, and some shading, but I haven't done a lot of the shading. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to use the airbrush on the Graveguard, the swords. I'm going to try to do the the green glow on the swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got those curved swords. Yeah. And I want to do them. You know how, like, when you see the 40K, the curved sword has got, like, the light blue to dark blue back to, like, you know, how the. Yeah, kind of the opposite the, gradation. Yeah, because it's got that. It's, it's got, got a curve in it, and it's also got a groove right in the center. So I'm going to try to. I, I went online and saw it and I, how they did it with an airbrush. And I'm going to try to do that with the with the opposite flip and have the, the color shining off it.
1: How would you? How do you control the flow of the airbrush so that it it, it sprays a certain part of you it but not push down the other? and it
0: allows out the air and as you pull back the farther you pull back the
1: more paint it's allowed out.
0: And you can control to like a like you can get like a really sharp line. Uh, I don't know how tutorial. sharp. I uh, I know well for part of that with painting that uh, when I was watching the the tutorial. Uh, you get almost like a painter's tape or like a little paper tape, and you put it on the one side of the sword. Oh, so wow. you are going to, yeah, you're going to okay. tape up the swords and do each, you're going to flip
1: it so and do a each little. Half, um, like a mask.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to mask the side and then paint it and then mask the side that's painted to do the other side. It's um, a lot
1: of manual.
0: Yeah, but when it's fine. fine if I, but if I can get these swords that have got that flip to it the, with the with the color like that, mm-hmm. and it's a with the airbrush because you start at the one end and you kind of move it up, right? And it, it, it it gets that really the gradual right. tone. Smooth gradation. Oh, sure. yeah, it's beautiful. So sure. okay, uh, as far as actual hobby commitment that I made last time to work on the mm-hmm. the uh, black knights, mm-hmm. I didn't get my um my cavalry bases till la- till Friday. So I couldn't put them on the bases to even work on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did nothing like literally you nothing. Did nothing. <gasps> I didn't build a model. I didn't paint a model. Oh my God. I got Ridiculous. the, hu- remember at last episode, I said, Thanksgiving break is coming up. I yeah. packed up my wife's Malifaux crew, brought it with me to grandpa and grandma's. And I was so busy doing stuff with the kids and stuff. Never cracked open the case. Uh, you can see if you look, Chris. You look around here. I mean, I cleared out storage to put up all the Christmas stuff. Yeah. I got to get it, start getting that put back and cleared out. I think be- <laughs> it's never ending for you. Is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's now that it's all pulled out. I've already given away like all those giant black industrial strength thirty-three gallon garbage bags. Two of them have gone to Goodwill, and one has gone out to my garbage. So it's like... um, More space. uh, Yes, I am clearing it all out. It's going to be beautiful. But uh, I did nothing. And since we're recording the next episode this Friday, four days from now... You won't have time. Yeah. I mean, Harrison's got the ACT on Saturday. Mm. Uh, We've got homework and tests, and I got finals coming up. So there will be no hobby commitment to me for the rest of the year, basically. Uh, At least not on the show. When we come sure. back on the January 10th show, I will fill you in on all the stuff I did over break. Well, that's that's real life, right? Things yeah, get in the way. And things come up. So. Exactly. So, do you have a commitment? Well, not before next Friday. So, do you have a commitment for our January 10th show? You're going to try to get something
1: um, done? Um... Let me think about it. I'll, okay. I'll take it back to you. Okay. I, I just went through this, this hobby whirlwind. So oh, I see, oh that's what you just said. You're taking a break. Yeah, so I need to reassess, yeah, where, where I'm at, where I'm going And go. I'll just
0: surprise you guys. We'll see what I can come up with before the end of the year. I'll try to get some stuff done. Who knows? Maybe I'll have almost all my uh, kings of war army will be almost all done except for characters hmm. by the time I'm done with this. So, cool. All right. Um, anything else? Let's see. Um do you do any
1: reading or any of that stuff? How do you, have you finished? Uh, you know, I'm still reading False Gods. Okay, and I'm, I'm still trudging along. Okay, I, I've gotten through the part where his dream is now ended. Okay, and that's where I'm at. Okay, but with the tournament preparation, everything I had going on, you were really busy, It's kind of ground to a halt, and uh, so I'm still trying to get through that. But I uh, did manage
0: to finish Nemesis between taking the kids all their activities and sitting around waiting for them to finish. Yeah, I finished it. The end was good. The payoff was good. It was. It was slow getting there, but at the end, I enjoyed it.
1: So is that when you do most of your reading, like while the kids are doing their activities and you're waiting?
0: Yeah, I can do that, or I try to read. When I go and lay down at night, like when I'm done and laying down, I try to read for 20 minutes. Sure. And I always bring my book with me to school. If I get my grading done and stuff like that... Hmm. um I used to do a lot of hobbying, but now people just wander into my classroom a lot more often, so I don't want to have any hobby stuff out
1: and get... Okay. People like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, so, you, then you have to explain it and
0: yeah, all that. I'd rather, yeah. And, and that's not even so much of a worry, but if the wrong person walks in, they could be like, oh. oh, don't you have anything better to do? Admin type yeah. people. Uh,
1: hmm.
0: So... I uh I will bring a I will bring a book with me, and so if I'm done, like on my lunch, mm-hmm. I'm kind of antisocial. I you? Of just, antisocial? I tend to antisocial at work. Oh yeah, I don't. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a very different world at work. Um, I'm me, and they're like, they're weird. They're them. They're yeah. So I come in and I see people, but like for my lunch break, uh, and I have students who like don't want to go to the cafeteria because they act like animals. Right. So they're like, can we come up and eat lunch? And I have that whole theater. So like I have my classroom side and I have all these extra seats, so kids will come up and just like do homework and eat up there. Oh, I see. So at lunch I stay in my room and students come and it's a place they can come and do homework and have lunch and if they have, if they want to talk or they got issues, sure. so I'm like you know my lunch break I'm spent being study hall guy, therapist, whatever you know like oh
1: it's kind of a more lower key or yeah. environment, I would
0: And so I just, uh, I eat lunch in my room, and if and if I don't
1: have any kids who need anything, I'll read there, too. Okay. I, I, admittedly, I do all my reading in the morning in the bathroom.
0: <laughs> well, no wonder it's <laughs> taking you so long. Well,
1: it, it's every day. Yeah, well, that's true. How so. long How long are you in there? I don't know. Would do you read five minutes a day? Like, like a good 10, 15 minutes. Oh, goodness.
0: So. Uh, I also read um, the last Artemis Fowl book, um, the last guardian cranked that out. It's like three hundred some odd pages, but yep. it's a it's a young adult novel, so it was. I just cranked that out in like a day and a half. Okay, like I actually started reading it. I think Saturday, like Saturday night, wow. and so now I'm trying to decide if I go on to first heretic or if I read the next uh Teclis and Tyrion or Tyrion and Techless
1: novel. So I've got a choice there. So I think the Teclas and Tyrion might be next on the horizon for me. Yeah, just, just to prime myself for the next th- pending high-off release.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. The, the the I have the first one. I have the hard copy, and I got the second book I downloaded from Black Library on my Nook. Yeah. And uh, would, the first one was really good. Huh. It was really good. And Black Library does this weird thing. You know, they're just like GW. The e-books are only a dollar cheaper. But if you sit there and play around and look at their site, if you look, they'll have stuff that hasn't been released yet. Like the book did, the book came out just recently like but i think i might not it just came out literally just came out okay i i downloaded it on the ebook like a month ago like they come out with it a month ahead of time and it's half off Hmm. if you download the ebook before it's been released and everything you get like half off but then once it's released it's only a dollar cheaper so i've been watching their site and like just kind of keeping an eye on it to see if they have ready for the well because if they announce it early i don't even know it's coming out yet you know, because it's not like they do a huge announcement. But if I can get half off, I'm on their site at least once a week just seeing is there anything that's half off that's coming that makes out. Sense. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was 12 bucks instead of 24 That, you know. Makes sense. Exactly. So that's mine. So uh, any other? Um, I did some other gaming, re- you know, uh, other stuff. Oh, we did
1: watch, by Relian's recommendation, Layer Cake. I I did I saw part of that I never I saw caught part of it on cable I never saw the whole yeah. thing it's actually it was pretty good it wasn't not as uh, much action as I was anticipating if I think if you're into like uh, lock stock and two smoking barrels right. so, like those types of movies uh-huh. it's like it's in that vein but not as funny okay a lot of character driven kind of cro- you know double crossing crime drama but uh, you liked it I thought it was pretty good yeah everyone my my wife. My sister-in-law and her husband have this thing where we, we have this movie rotation. Okay. So, everyone picks a movie, guy, girl, guy, girl. The rule is it has to be a movie no one else has seen. Uh, you can't fall asleep during the movie, or otherwise you lose your turn. Okay. And then uh, and then we just rate the movie based on how much we enjoyed it. Oh, okay. So. so, how did everybody like it? Uh, everyone liked it. My brother-in-law, of all people, fell asleep. Oh. So, that means we're going to be watching two chick flicks in a row, one of which I know is going to be Magic Mike. Heather uh, saw that.
0: She said it was really good. It's a lot of chicks watching those guys dance half naked. Is that a movie that you would watch voluntarily? If Heather said, hey, I rented this, come watch it with me, I'd sit and watch it with her. Just really? Because wow. You're a good man. I don't... We, well, I mean... What am I going to do? You know what that don't, movie's about, right? Yeah, I know what it's about. Okay. But what I'm going to tell her, screw you, watch the movie on
1: your own. I mean, we don't do a lot of things with the kids? Well, that's what I would do. i I'd be like, "No, I I'm going to go podcast with David. I'm out of here." Oh yeah, sure you would. <laughs> that's what she does. When I'm gone, that's when she watches her glee and all that oh, stuff. Oh really? Yeah. So I mean, so I mean,
0: Heather doesn't often ask me to sit down and watch a movie with her, and she she won't ask me to watch anything that's really like horrendous way off of your yeah. radar. Yeah. So if, if if she asked me to watch it, I would give it a I'd give it a whirl. If I was hating it, I'd just, you know, I'd be like, "Okay, Well, I think my wife wouldn't
1: ask me cuz she knows."
0: Yeah. So. I'm I'm pretty talented. I will watch just about anything. I mean, it might suck, but I'll just, I mean, I'll watch it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll, this, this one stars that Matthew McConaughey guy. Yeah. Any movie with that Joker is yeah, a waste of time.
0: Oh, I liked, uh, he was good in, um, oh, what was that movie? The, drag, I, the Dragon Hunting movie? A, no, no. <laughs> the, he d- was in that. Dazed and Confused. Yeah, that he was good in, (laughs) yeah, because he just played a stoned... I like them high school girls, you know what I like about them best. Every year I get older, and every year they stay the same age.
1: (laughs) Slow ride, (laughs) near, 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 near,
0: near, near. So, uh, yeah, I haven't uh, even watched too much. Um, Did I go to a movie? No, I haven't gone to a movie. I meant to go see Lincoln. Heather went to see Lincoln, said it was amazing. She went to see uh, the new... breaking dawn like three times. She went wow. with Morgan and stuff. Okay. All I did was uh I got in my eighth week of Blood Bowl against Ian, Ian King, and I gotta say, Ian King quickly became one of my favorite listeners. Oh yeah. We started playing the Blood Bowl game and my Skype was the acting funny, so we were just typing along in the bottom of the screen. And he goes, So Dave, uh how am I supposed to, I need I need some advice on how to win at these tournaments. And I was like, What? And he's like, I need some advice on how to win a tournament. So I'm like, you mean Warhammer tournaments? I'm like, yeah. I'm like dude, you're asking the wrong guys. <laughs> like, I know, but last episode you said nobody's asking you for advice on how to win tournaments, so I figured uh-huh, I'd do it. He's
1: picking up on the visual on the audio. And he's like, huh? oh,
0: you are now my favorite. So um, actually, I am now six and two in the ten, or six wins and two losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last two games, uh, I am in. I am in first place. With eighteen points, second place is at four. I think four wins and
1: four draws. And who's that in second place?
0: Um, oh, who is? It? Wasn't it Reliant? No, he's in a no? it's different. He's in the other division. Oh, okay. So um, I'm playing humans next. I'm playing against Eric Mason, and um, he's got his. His uh, his human team is going up against mine. Uh, he's, like, I think one point behind me in second place. He's got – I've got eight – I've got six wins, which is 18. And, I oh, we might even be tied. He's got, I think, four wins and four draws maybe, which would also be
1: – Coming uh, down to the wire.
0: 12th. No, that's 16 because you get one point for a draw. So, yeah, he's got 16. So, but basically we're in first and second comparatively and – uh so whoever wins these next, if you know, if, if one of us stomps the other two games, then uh, we'll go to the either the playoffs, and we don't know how they work because Joe set it up, but the rules are very vague on how the playoffs work. Mm-hmm. So either the top two from each division are going to play each other to go to the final game, or the top four play, mm-hmm. and then the winning two play them. Sure. Or, so we don't, but there's only six teams in a division. So if the top four go, that seems a little. That's a lot. Yeah, but I don't. You know, I don't know. All I know is I got a chance to
1: to to go to the division deal. So, oh, so if people want to know how to win at Blood Bowl, they should definitely call you.
0: Yeah, take a second season team against people who are taking first season teams, <laughs> and you tend to do it's. a little better. Although they get a lot of inducements and they get a lot of star players, and they all get a wizard, and that wizard throws a fireball upside your head every game. Right. That's about it for that. So, okay. Um, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break? Come back and talk Mary Mayhem. Sounds good. Okay. Hey, folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm Battle foam, protecting your army. Okay, so let's get on with Mary Mayhem. You might want to turn your mic on. There
1: we go. That's the second show in a row. Tricky technology.
0: Yeah, that on-off switch is I right. I know. Woo! So, uh, all right, you went to Mary Mayhem. Uh, I did. That's Conzie's tournament, right? Yeah, Conzie over at West Go Dice. He hosts it. Now, is it his tournament, or does he it do is. it?
1: So it's not him and Paul. It's not like no, the Paul was Wisco- actually playing. Okay. So Conzie had, uh, it was himself and I think two or three other people helping him to actually run it. Okay. It was held out of Misty Mountain Games over in Madison, which is about two and a half hours from here, maybe two hours. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a, uh, a fun tournament, a three-round event, 2,000 points, special characters are allowed. Okay. I took my, and this was kind of my litmus test for the all-goblin army approach. Oh, I see. Uh, so, am I, I going to take this type of army to to Adepticon? You know, I wanted to kind of test the waters to see how it would do. So, first game, I played uh, Joe Rogers. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what did he have? Man. Did he have his demons or his elves? Neither. He was running orcs.
0: He was running orcs. Yeah. A Gribgor oh. Orc list. Oh. And so he
1: was he brought that up on Twitter. He was saying, you know, getting ready for Merry Mayhem, orcs is the hashtag orcs, orcs is the best. And I gave him a little flack for that. I was like, Nope, goblins is best here. <laughs> and he responded, Well, do you want to you know improve that? And so we grudge matched each other.
2: Oh so his
1: orcs versus my goblin goblins. And uh, Ben was kind enough to put us on the orc themed table. Oh nice. So that was kinda cool. And it was, uh, yeah, it was quite the interesting game. Now, admittedly, and Joe will probably talk about this on Point Hammered, so you can head over there for the Orc point of view. Okay. But uh, admittedly, he didn't have the list that I think he wanted to play due to model limitations. He was using Ben Cohn's models. Oh, okay. Um, So basically, this was a meeting engagement. Were they painted nice? They were painted great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Meeting engagement. All of Joe's models came on the board. Okay. Very fighty list. Grimgore, very little chaff, uh, Manglers, one of each War Machine. And so I had more than twice his w- number of War Machines. So I liked the matchup going into it. Okay. Until both of my Rock Lobbers decided not to show up first turn. Oh. Uh, so that sucks. Uh, so, yeah, good times there. So I spent – it was basically our Manglers dancing around each other. Okay. Because you're, you're – the major objective was to get within eight I think 18 inches of the tree okay the perfect tree was the scenario so we shot each other's manglers up in doing so my doom divers missed the manglers and started landing on his black orcs okay that's when I decided oh maybe I should hit these black Orcs and take them out okay but uh, at the end of the game I was able to kill all the black orcs except for two uh yeah. So I wasn't able to get those points. And our game ended early because at the end of turn four, both people roll a die. On an, If it, the total adds up to a nine, the game ends.
0: Okay, so, so on a five or better, the game ends. And then on turn five, on a four, or better, the game no, no. ends. It's
1: just you just both roll a die. If at any point it's a nine or better, the game ends. Oh, you
0: each roll a die we, and, and we you add, add two add dies. It oh, it's not yeah. roll a
1: die and add the turn number. Right. Oh, okay. So you guys rolled a nine? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. And the game came out to a draw. So nothing was decided. Nothing. So what we, from a fluff point of view, what we decided happened was the goblins came to invade the orc encampment. Uh-huh. We fought. And the orcs decided, yeah, you guys aren't worth the challenge. We're going to fight someone else. And So they joined whatever both armies had left, and they went off and attacked someone else. Oh well, that works. Yeah, so a big old draw,
0: and you killed a bunch of each other, and then decided to go f- kill someone else. Yeah, right. this is getting boring. Yeah, let's go find some humans to kill.
1: That's it. So it was interesting. The the little wasp uh, spells I think uh-huh. worked pretty well. You know, I did a lot of the bad moons into the black orcs, killing you know eight this turn, nine the next turn.
0: That's that's not bad. Yeah, I I would
1: take it. Yeah. So that worked out pretty good. So you went off with a draw. What was next? Uh, The next was against a gentleman by the name of Lee Zuner. He had dark elves. Okay. Uh, Very kind of a pretty good power dark elf list, I would say. Lore of Shadow, Cauldron, uh, only one Hydra, unkillable hero on uh, Pegasus. Okay. Uh, Horde of 40 witch elves, some spears, some kind of chaff elements running around. Again, I like my chances going into this game because he had very little shooting. Just one unit of crossbows. I had all these war machines and the the goblins with bows. Okay. So I figured shoot him up up while he was coming in. That's basically what happened until my goblins, 57 goblins, decided to fail their animosity. Uh Uh-oh. And therefore charge into his horde of witch elves. Ah, uh, yeah. I yeah. was well, thinking, come on, guys, we could do this. They got to turn it over and charge it. Well, not as, I actually could have won, as crazy as it sounds. So once I had to make that charge, I had to change my strategy, sent both Manglers through the Witch Elves, killed about 16 to start. Okay. So that was, that was good to start off with. And then just through sheer weight of numbers, he had 26 Witch Elves to the 57 Goblins. I was able to ground grind him down to six models oh, and then couldn't and couldn't finish the deal. But oh, man. here's the thing, on two consecutive turns I netted myself. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> so wait a minute. So your goblins failed their animosity and Charged screwed up the in. game
1: for you. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's, pretty that's, much. Be,
0: that's becoming that, that's, well, that's what happened in course, our last right?
1: game. Yeah. That, that actually happened in my game against Joe, unit of fast cav that I was planning to like Rope a dope. One of his infantry blocks <laughs> uh-huh. failed animosity and had to charge in. That's that's three games. I mean, the game we had. Yep. They did it. They screwed you in the last turn. Yep.
0: and then they did it again. Did oh, it again. that animosity. So I
1: think what I have to do is, and it looks weird, but move when I move that fast cav unit up to where I want it to be, just face them backwards. So if I roll that animosity result, which is uh, two, three, four, and five on the chart. Then, if there's no one to charge, they don't have to charge. They just sit there. Oh, okay. So, is that gamey?
0: No. Heck, when I start the very beginning of my games with the Var guys, I usually face them to the back of the board to
1: prevent the frenzy.
0: Yeah, just there's no, they're they're just no in, Odd. There's no one in there charging. You're you are <laughs> you know you're you're putting blinders on them. Right. I'm not ready to let you go yet. Just, just looks odd on the battlefield. Have this cavalry unit move up and then turn around. Well, because also because you're showing them your backside which I suppose for goblins I suppose is they they ride up they turn around That's, they're trying to yeah. taunt them they ride up they turn around they drop trout <laughs> yeah. yeah. the so bad, the bad
1: moon goblins right. that is the bad moon so that one was actually pretty close I think I lost that one by like 130 points okay so but it was a pleasure to play we and then the final game was against a gentleman by the name of Mark Brillmeyer. I okay. was playing Ogre Kingdoms. Okay, uh, which I had played a practice game against Grant and his ogres, so I kind of had a good feel for what I needed to do. Okay, um, and this was this scenario and the second scenario were both dawn attack. Both setups, of them, yeah. Which we'll touch on that later. That scenario messes up orc and goblin players big time.
0: That's the one where you roll, and if you
1: roll the one, they don't come on the board right away. No, no, no. that's the one where on a one, it's on your left flank. Oh, okay. On a two, it's on your right flank. Three through five, it's in the center. Oh, okay. You roll a six, you get to choose where they go. So,
0: so the second and third games,
1: second and third games, we're both still on attack. Correct.
0: Okay, we'll come back to that because yeah. I already yeah, you yeah. can see I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, this is the plan. we both set up across from each other on the far right side of the table. Okay. But I was able to shoot him up. You know, take out the. Um, Iron Blaster early on. Okay. Uh, shoot up his Born Fang and mangle them early on. Sure. And so by the time he got to me, um, I had shot off most of his things, but his general unit and I think it was the BSB and six, what are those called? Iron Guts? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got into my Goblin Horde, but Steadfast helped me. Poison Attacks helped me. And we just ground each other out. For, for like four turns, we're just grinding each other down. So I eventually was able to kill his his tyrant, which was the last remaining model on the table. Really? After so many turns of combat. So you, you won? That one I did, yeah. it's Man, it's, it's a
0: swarm of goblins and even ogres. Yeah. It's like there's you can only kill so many of those little suckers. So
1: I ended the day one, one, and one. Uh, the thing is, I think all of those games were, were within reach. Right. So... The goblin list, although fun, I feel like it's almost like the high elf syndrome, where you have to play airtight, absolutely perfect, to offset things like animosity and these other things, which will hurt you. Okay. So I think I'd have to play the list a lot to really familiarize myself with it and make sure that I play a perfect game. It's fun, but it's you definitely have to be on. You cannot make any mistakes with this type of list. So
0: this oh. is a game you. This is a type of list you enjoy playing. You think you would take it to a tournament? Mm, maybe Again. I may make some adjustments. Okay, uh, but that uh, yeah, was interesting. Some people will play one list because this is, this is what they like to play, and then sure. they got a tournament list because that that list isn't going to necessarily win tournaments. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So so okay, what was what was the so the first scenario was uh, meeting engagement meeting engagement, and now
1: the, they didn't just roll these up. No, they were actually printed out. Uh, Ben had a nice folder that had all your scenarios in there, as well as all your army uh, lists. Oh, okay. So it was actually pretty well set up in that regard. Uh, this, each scenario had different major and minor objectives. You know, the first one was within the tr- having units within the tree. Okay. The second one, you had a random number of presents sprinkled throughout the table, and if you had forty-two points closest to that present, you claimed it for bonus points. Okay. The third one was meeting in, was a dawn attack, but you got to wah units for D six inches. Oh, cool. Um, but you had to actually do the wah, like scream it. Okay. Which I'm not a fan of that. And hey, was actually giving me a hard time for not w- screaming wah. Oh, I love to I love to shout scream the wah. Do you? Sure. Yeah, not me. That's not my not my style.
0: Oh don't you play orcs and goblins. You gotta be willing to the wah, wah. I was goblin.
1: I had all goblins. So you wah they can't wah. You'd be like wah. We were joking around. They don't wah. They wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> well, that's what they did. So, yeah, that was um, my thoughts, my experience with the all-goblin list.
0: Okay, so two Dawn attacks. But That seems odd when you've got, I mean, there are six. I mean, I'm not saying you should have a battle for the pass yeah. in there, but there's I, there's six
1: scenarios. Yeah. You're only running three. I'm not sure why, but I do know he had a feedback sheet, and apparently a lot of people didn't like that. Uh, I I don't I don't really blame him. Like I'm not well, going to criticize. I wasn't there. He, yeah, he tweeted that yeah, nobody, like, that people yeah. didn't like it. He's like
0: lesson learned. Right. I just if you're having three scenarios or three games to why play the one? same scenario tw- I don't know. to play any of them, but unless you're playing straight up battle line, that's the only one I could see playing sure, more than once sure. in three turns. I mean, you know, well you have all these other options to you. Why right. would you repeat one of them? Uh, exactly. I don't know. I'm so, not quite sure.
1: And it's not and that is not a good goblin scenario, huh? Not at, well, that last game especially, my general ended up way on the right side, my trolls ended up way on the left side. Oh, there you go. They so were stupid trolls the whole game. were useless, yeah. But what are you going to do? But <sighs> hmm. uh but, but it was a fun time. It was a fun time. 1-1 one, one, and 1 was good enough for 12th overall out of 35. Okay. Uh like I said the um you know, he had actually really good themed tables. Really? So there was like a high elf, you know, buildings on one table. Like the the table that Joe and I played on was the orc and goblin themed table. So he had pretty cool themed tables. One of the things that some people wondered was why the train. Some of the train pieces were, were actually quite big. Okay, like ten by ten by like eighteen feet high. Type okay. Size. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty pretty large. I didn't play on a table that had terrain quite that large, so I don't know what kind of impact it had. I do know, in one instance, they had this, like, highway overpass-type structure where, par- like, parts of the road, actual roads, were destroyed, so all you had were the, the columns. Some of those columns were too close together that no unit could ever actually legally move through it. Okay. So, in some cases, I think some people ignored the terrain or kind of changed how it worked. Okay. Because each one had rules in terms of that explained terrain acts like this, it behaves like that. So I think to work wow, around a lot that, of some people kind of modified things. That's a lot of work to put in for your terrain. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, they look great. Cool. Uh, lunch was provided. That was another good thing. Yay. And overall organization and the timeliness of their scoring was, was also really well done. Excellent. Cool. So, yeah, it was uh, overall... Uh, a fun event. Good job, Conzie. Looking forward to the next one. Uh, that one, just for the record, that uh, it's all the data is all on the Mary Mayhem site, which is Mary mayhemcom But overall, went to Mike Gerald, who hey. is running his Warriors, I believe. Best sports, Mike Gerald. Is it Gerald or Gerald? It's Gerald. Are you sure? I found that out. Gerald. Okay, Mike Gerald. You, you got to listen to the Skull Bros. Awesome. Uh, best sports went to Tom McClure. Hey. Oh, that is a shock. Yeah. Right. And then he, Quincy had it broken up. He had champion of darkness, balance, and light. Okay. So not best army, but best. I don't know what do we call that?
0: For like chaos army or army right, of the best Dark, forces yeah. of light, best neutral. Right.
1: So Chuck Jardina of WotC fame won champion of darkness with his chaos dwarves. Evan Ronerud, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Won best neutral keeper of the balance with his ogres. Okay. And John Wiltsey. I think he's one of the uh, sexy Illinois boys down south. Right. One champion of light with his lizards. Cool. And, oh, here's another shocker, champion of the brush, Johnny Hastings.
0: <sighs> that Beastman fan army's winning him more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, why don't we move into our next – we have a mini-topic. And then we'll come back And Domus will be back mm-hmm. When we come back And uh, so we'll do our mini topic And then we'll go and uh, come back Excuse me Oh goodness With uh, Domus and uh, special characters Sounds good So um, yeah let's get to our next topic okay.
1: gamers out there. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea. June 22nd to 23rd, 2013. A two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battle tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea. For information, go to bloodinthesun.com. But so uh, do you want to segue into then uh, models' values? Yeah, beyond their point cost, because yeah. there were a few examples of that in this game.
0: Yeah, and you and Grant had actually what I, I've been uh, kind of not trolling Twitter, but going through and listening to other people's discussions about stuff. Okay, and I'm kind of you know uh, on Twitter. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I follow a bunch of different Warhammer players and sometimes weird discussions will come up and if I'll if if something interesting is I'll, I'll jot it down to see if it might make a good mini topic. Sure. And you and Grant were talking about his Kadai. Mm. And you know, I remember when I first started playing and you're you know, everyone's putting stuff down and you're trying to and I, you know, you'd hear it on other podcasts. I hear it a lot in 40K podcasts. Is this guy doesn't make back his points? This guy doesn't kill enough uh, to get right. back his points. Yes, it's a good unit, but is it? You know, if you lose it, it did it kill enough? Because mm. in the end, it's how many points did you win by? Sure. And you could put down a in really cool. You yeah. could put down a really cool 300 point model. And it could do all sorts of neat stuff, but if every game you lose it, and every game it only kills 100 points worth of models, you're handing 200 points to your opponent. Mm-hmm. And that was always, when I first started playing, that was like my primary question. I mean, I just played whatever the hell I liked. Sure. But as we started to play, and I started getting wiped out a bunch by Christopher, and I wasn't it wasn't quite working. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this... You know, and I don't want to say optimal, but you know, is this going to earn its points back? Mm. And we we're talking about point value. And when you brought up the Kadai, uh, Grant had said in the last few games he did not kill as much as it cost him, but it's still totally worth having. And I thought right. that was an interesting thing just to chat about. Is uh, something's it value beyond how much
1: can it kill how many points will it earn okay well yeah let's let's jump into it the the value of the kadai yeah i think people have to deal with it that's its big redeeming quality it's scary you, can, as you hell. can't ignore it it's fast and there's a lot of units like that in the game mm. mornfang
0: i think are one of the current you see it on the table sure. and you're like I, you can't ignore that a
1: terrorgeist is one i think uh, yeah terrorgeist and <laughs> it, you know left unchecked it'll just wreak havoc on your army sure sure and uh, these are
0: things that um, maybe your this model that you're picking isn't get, isn't going to earn its points back.
1: A hundred point model is not going to kill a hundred points necessarily, right? But uh, yeah, I don't How, think that's that's what it's. But what other
0: values are there? Um, one of the things Grant said is that that Kadai owns the flank. He puts it out on the flank. Mm. And it's going to smash into something on the flank, and it can, it's
1: going to hold it on its own. It's going to st- run screaming. It's going it, to. It could, in theory, depends on the matchup, depends on the army. But right. if you have a pair of uh, great eagles, mm-hmm. that the, those that those will tie up that cadet because it's frenzied. It you, could, yeah. you just lead it to wherever. So that's the two hundred. the, the one hundred points of eagles will. Take out effectively that 300 points could die. So, but it's matchup dependent. If you don't have those eagles, it's,
0: right? It's matchup dependent. I mean, if, hopefully, if you're deploying, you know, you can do that. But if I just have that thing on the flank, you're not going to ignore it. You're going to have to divert resources to it. Sure. And it's 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 going to be the thing that it becomes that A center point. Right. Right. It's suddenly drawing attention. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is. You put something on the table, and every gun aims toward mm-hmm. it. Every guy knows it's there. Right. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Yeah. And um, while I'm sitting there firing everything I've got at your Kadai, your iron demon,
1: your mm. blood, every other thing is just marching forward. Or all of their war machines are free to target your war machines, because your war machines are targeting the are, Kadai. Exactly. So
0: is this something that is almost becomes ablative armor for your other units? Yeah. And I
1: think that's a huge value. It is a huge value in my game in that game against Grant, I devoted tons of stuff to kill that Kadai. I mean absolute bucket loads of stuff. Right. While all the while when they should be my those war machines should have been targeting his Right, or going
0: at, yeah, going after his Iron blasters, going after yeah. his you know, well no, the Kadai's not in the in the Ogre Army.
1: What the hell am I saying?
0: Um I find when I take when I do take the terrorgeist, mm-hmm. dude, people lose their minds.
2: They I panic. Mean, it, it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't
0: it doesn't it's never lasted me very long. Mm. And I know I'm not very good with it, but I put it on the table and every cannon, every warp fire thrower, anything anything you can throw at that thing, you start <laughs> throwing at it. Well, yeah. And but then meanwhile my black knights aren't getting targeted. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. My, I mean, th- and that is—I mean—those are the models that I can't afford to have completely wiped off the table, right? And you're not aiming at them. That's that's what you want, you know. Mangler squigs are perfect for that.
1: Ugh. It's a per- prime example,
0: dude. Yeah, I see Mangler squigs go on the table, and they suddenly become like target number one because I can't afford to let them run havoc through my units. Yeah. Uh, and
1: until that happens, until they die or until they lose control, they're you know, m- movement control for me.
0: Exactly. I mean. Once again, matchup dependent. Sure, I have a lot of things to deal with those, the v- as a VC player. Yeah, I mean, I can I I can have ethereals. Right. Um, I can throw zombies at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I if if I get the raised dead spell, Easy. I mean, you've seen me so many oh, times. Yeah. Raise up some zombies right next to it, and Van hells them forward, and right. then boom, you killed ten of them. Good. Have them. That's the very reason I didn't take manglers in our campaign game because I knew that's. That's uh, a very real way that they'll die. I have an easy fix for that. But once again, I'm diverting magic. Mm. I'm diverting units. I'm diverting all sorts of things. I mean, you know, we we deploy our armies and then we roll for magic, right? That's the order, right? If I see Manglers and I'm rolling for magic and I roll up a double and I have a choice, Mm -hmm. I am going to actually, my spell choices become get raised dead. I may drop oh, yeah, Curse of, of Years, of which course. I find Curse of Years to be a very useful spell, especially when I'm playing against hordes. Sure. I like it. Um, I'll drop it. I'll skip it. Yeah. You know, I'll skip the the Magical Vortex template because I know if I see those things that are just going to run havoc through my units... You take those off. I need to do that. So I'm spending magic points. I'm mm-hmm. spending choices of my different spells. Mm-hmm. It's factoring into your thought process yeah, overall. And it's causing I mean, causing havoc. 265 Point models. Oh, great! No armor Which toughness. You forward? are happy. Mm. You are happy. I mean, you never. Wa- I've never seen you. Been like, oh man, you kill my manglers so quick. They're gone. Mm. I'm. I'm spending all my attention on them. Meanwhile, Badanka Donks running forward. Absolutely. With frenzied, savage hordes. Hordes yeah. that I'm not taking out yeah. because I can't mm. because I'm pointing at that. That's huge, and that's a big factor. Um, I've got. Two friends, former students of mine, yeah. the Casson brothers, Mikey and Brandon. Oh, these are the two guys that yeah. uh, they're good, are they, getting into fantasy. Yes, Brandon has just picked. He bought Christopher's uh, old man army. What was what oh, he had nice. of it? Uh, and he's been buying more parts. Um, Mike bought ogres, okay, and he's cool. been putting together a small ogre army. Um, they're desperately want to play. We've got to have a game. That we oh, can come over. I didn't know they know they're desperate to play. Well, here's the thing: they haven't played in eighth. Uh, they played actually. They were at my house playing. On the day, on July 10th, the day that the book opened, I had they came yeah. over, and they were playing practice games. They haven't played since, huh. but they were interested. They bought some armies finally, but they don't want to just start playing against each other and totally screw up the rules and learn. Oh, they want to play against. Them. So they okay. want to find Experience. a day where they can come over and maybe you play, you sure. play Brandon, I play Mike, and we kind of teach them, and okay. then they'll start
1: playing each other. A beginner's day of sorts.
0: Right. And this is the type of stuff. He's like, oh, is this an awesome... This looks like an awesome model. This is an awesome unit. This is great. You know, what good is this? How how does this work?
1: And it's like... Well, they're probably looking at it just in the the stats itself. Yeah. What what can it do? What
0: can it do? And uh, it's like, well, is this really good? And it's like, well... If you it, have one of it, these, it has the potential. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was telling him. He, he bought an iron blaster. I tell him, buy an iron blaster. He's like, I buy an iron, iron blaster. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's so big. Isn't it going to be easy for people to target and take out? I go, yeah. And while I'm facing on that, those guys over there are running forward full speed. Right, right, right. And going to take everything else out. Yeah. It's, it's a huge factor.
1: Um, you know, even in our game, kind of a microcosm of maximizing points and and what units do. How much is a a spirit host worth? 65. 65. So Um, I'm 95% positive it's a sixty five point. So when we deployed, I put down my Arachnirach, and right across from that you put down your spirit host. Yep. And I thought, okay, well, if you get into combat, if those two units get into combat, you're going to tie up my 290-point unit with a 65-point thing. I can't allow that to happen.
0: That happened when I played against... uh who was playing the Empire at uh, at the at the Civil War?
1: Oh, that was a uh, Tyler harshy
0: Tyler, yeah. Um, I lined up my spirit host against his steam tank, and he did everything he could to throw his little chaff at the spirit host, host to, tie to keep it them up. the hell yeah. away from his yeah. steam tank because he knew if I got into the steam tank, it's it's, it's not going anywhere for the rest of yeah. the game. Yeah. So uh,
1: knowing that 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 goblin hero again, he, that's <laughs> goblin exactly, hero on the
0: flying carpet.
1: Well, this one was, was on the wolf. Oh, that was on the wolf. Okay, yeah. this is the exact situation that he is made for. One of the situations to take out ethereals, you know, take out Kadais and war machines that sort of thing. Yeah, but in this case, you know, he had to take out that uh, that ethereal. You know, so it's, a, it's he's a ninety point character taking out the sixty five point ethereal that was threatening my two hundred ninety point. All right, and that was and
0: that was. He didn't make
1: his points back. He killed a sixty-five point model. Well, and
0: that's all he killed. All he game. didn't make it
1: back, but he enabled the two hundred ninety-point model to get to get in to and get into combat. Do some exactly, and
0: that's you know, and that's the great thing about. I always take a pair of spirit hosts because I know that if there's something that doesn't have magic, right, that I'm afraid of, mm-hmm. I can throw them and at most it. And monsters, p-
1: you can put it up against them. Then. When
0: I was at Adepticon, the kid, that fifteen-year-old kid that I was playing mm-hmm. after after Grant smashed me, um. He had a thunder, What he had one of the big griblies from the sure. ogre army, and I hit it with the spirit so host, and it. it sat there
1: for the rest the of the thing. game. That's a near what two hundred fifty point model, right? Yeah,
0: and I sat there, and he couldn't do anything. And every once in a while, I did a wound. Mm. I, I didn't kill it the whole game. I ever like every other turn, I managed to do a did wound. But the your, your other and other parts of the table,
1: you're up on him by what one hundred and eighty points,
0: right? Because those things are over there now, and they're they're no longer they're a stuck. factor in the game. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. so that becomes a factor. What what can you do with it mm. to to distract and hold up
1: your army to earn points other than killing? Yeah, exactly. It could be board control, uh, you know, six uh, spear chuckers. <laughs> they might not hit anything, but if you have all six lined up in this quadrant of the table, mm-hmm. someone might not deploy there. Oh no, kidding! They create a bottleneck on the other half of the table. So
0: exactly. And it, it becomes one of those things that you you know, you've you put your points in, it may not get it, but when it does work too, it's uh yes, it's, and it's, it's great. And it's great. Yeah. So um, like I said, I that I I don't have a lot other thought up right now mm. uh, as far as notes go, but it's just there's so many good reasons to and if mm-hmm. anyone's got any other examples of hey, mm-hmm. I take this all the time and people say it's crap, but Hmm. I use it to hold here or to hold there or to put stuff, you know, in in it mm-hmm. in a certain place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, great example seventy points. Honestly, seventy points with the zombies, twenty zombies with a musician mm-hmm. and a banner bearer. Um, it, it's gonna it's gonna throw things in the way. Hell, what's his name takes the with the seventy, you know, the, the seventy. Uh, oh direwolf!
1: Oh jeez! Yeah,
0: you know all the little units. They're right. all crap. They're all little yeah. bits of crap, and they die in the droves. Yeah. But they are controlling his board. Mm. They're controlling where everything moves so that he can pick exactly where to throw that bus of Black Knights we're, with all those to vampires. Commit, and, to commit that big and, stick. And they're going to break through everything. That's and part. it's worth throwing that away. That's I guess that's another thing. Um, you know, Chaff. Chaff is something that rarely earns its points back,
1: but people tend to take a lot of it. Well, it, it it doesn't earn its points back in the conventional sense, like you would mention. Well, well that's exactly what I'm talking about. If yeah, it, if it diverts the 300 point unit, so you can focus on chipping away at the other stuff. Then right. Yeah. If I yeah. can
0: make it, yeah, and that's there's there's a that's I mean, Chaffin I guess is a prime example of stuff that's not going to earn its points back, but is going to it's going to Change the f- face of the game. Yes, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna affect the flow of the models and the movement and everything on the mm-hmm. battlefield in a
1: way that can be beneficial to you. So, and I think uh, new players, you mentioned those those two guys that are gonna start playing, right? I think that's one of the harder things to pick up as a newer player is how to use chaff effectively.
0: Because, well, I mean, I think you always kind of hate to be you hate to take it off the table. Any unit you hate to take, you got to get sh- used right. to the fact where.
1: Everything is expendable.
0: Exactly. Um, and, you know, and, and you see this in a lot of uh, historical battles. Mm. You're, you're that vanguard of guys who go in there, they're going in there to test the defenses. Right. You realize a lot of them will die. But it's to serve
1: the greater good. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there was one game I played against Grant way back. I think it was uh, I was using a Teclas high-off list. And at one point, he was going to charge Teclas' bunker. Right. I threw my BSB out there as a piece of chaff. You normally don't see that, but... I'd rather use my BSB than was. You,
0: you did it in our game. You did not want that horde of zombies yeah, yeah. smashing into the flank and getting all that static combat res against your savage
1: orcs. My general's unit. You
0: threw your level four.
1: On a carpet.
0: On a carpet in staff, front of them yeah. to keep them out of the way. And they took him out.
1: Yeah, well, it prevented you from charging. I yeah. thought I could break you in one more round of you combat. Thought, you thought I couldn't. That, yeah. You but, thought
0: one more round. You could, you, you could have the game. You bet heavy on that one. Yeah. But you basically gave away your magic phase. Yeah, nothing is untouchable. And that's a cool that's a that's a great idea. But yeah, you like I said, you gave away your magic phase. Hmm. But had you broken that unit that been it would have been completely worth it. And the yeah. points you lost, you know, losing how much was that guy on the carpet? Hundred and eighty maybe. Right. And my unit of thirty zombies was a hundred.
1: Right, and but to save my yeah. savage Arc horde with three characters in it, and you knew you blah, weren't going to kill
0: that unit, you were going to give away a hundred eighty point unit to slow down a hundred point unit for the greater purpose of the for game. The greater that's that's a strategy that it took me forever to learn. Uh, it's like chess; you got to, you totally have to be willing to put pieces out there that you know you're going right. to lose. to set the things the way you want lose them to lose the
1: battle to win the war. Exactly, type, type, type of thinking. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So I get, um, well, mini topic. That's yeah, you know, 10, go. 15 minutes. But I think, that's, uh, I think that's kind of important. Warhammer it was a good 101. That's yeah, so a right. little garage 101. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. Uh, back in a few. And, um, well, we'll hit the next thing next. heard him on the show, you've seen his work on our website. He's Brian Steele, owner of Urza's Den. That's right, folks, Den.com. custom modeling, sculpting, and painting. You got a model you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You got an army you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You can't come up with an idea for a conversion? Give his ideas a try. Heck, you got an army list with models they don't even make? Brian's the man. Give him a call. Check him out at Den.com. You won't be sorry. Welcome back to the garage. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're all happy that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thomas is dying. That's not (laughs) a good pain. Stick with it Maybe he's allergic
2: to your singing. (laughs) That (laughs) came true. I'd put it on mute. No,
0: no, you didn't. Either you broke the mute or... All right. So, folks, uh, back with some more special character talk. A quick reminder for anyone who uh, hasn't heard our other special character episodes or that. um, We're basing this on... The whole thing is... You know, are they broken? Are they a fluffy choice? Are they a fair choice? Sort of, you know, there's no real. I mean, we always said 1 to ten, one being completely fluffy, 10 being really broken, and 5 being a pretty fair choice. Where do you, where do you see them? I mean, completely random numbers. We are basing this on 2,400-point lists. So there are a couple of guys who you just couldn't even take. But we'll chat about them anyway and see, you know, if, if they're worth uh, playing a bumped-up list just to be able to take them.
1: So let's look at this lizard man. So what are we hitting first here? Lords and the lizard men
0: Yeah, let's hit the lords. Um, and the first lord. Can, can I just say, lizard men? First of all, do get a prize from me. Um, if I was to give the the, the lizard man a gift for Christmas, it would be better names. <laughs> <laughs> you Is don't it, like Croak? Here we got Lord Croak, the giant. So see, see, I've Croke. heard it pronounced Croak. Okay, it could be Croak. I like Croak. It looks like Croak. It could be Croak. It, maybe it's Croak. That's wrong. Let's, it's got to be exactly, Croak. Let's, and, I, I don't know. And let's not forget that we got guys with names like Ted O'Echo, Tic-Tac-Toe, Itsy Bitsy's not in this list. He was an old one, but still, come on. <laughs> I mean, just give me a break. All right, so we got Lord Croak. Lord, or I'm calling him Croak. I'm going Croak. You do you go for it. You go. <laughs> all right, let's go. Croak, or Croak, comes in at a whopping 600 points. So this guy fills up all your Lord Heated spots. He's your Lord. <laughs> and uh, and um, he's uh, it's a 2,400-point list. You could just fit him in. Movement four, weapon skill of one, ballistic skill three, strength three, toughness five, six wounds, one initiative, one attack, leadership nine. He's got the cold-blooded rule. He's unbreakable. He causes fear, and he's flammable because he's dead. His spirit is tethered to his dead body, so he's like a <laughs> mummified slant. Yeah, that kind of the idea. Yes. He's the exactly. coolest looking model. I absolutely love him. And I remember when the lizard men book came out, he was the, what they took him in the battle report in the uh, white dwarf. Um, he's a level four. He only knows one spell, and that spell is. The Deliverance of Itza. 600 points for one spell. Now, here's the thing. You can cast the spell at four different levels, so choose a level, um, and that determines your range. At five, For every five points of casting level, it gets six more inches, so casting value of five is six inches, ten becomes a foot, fifteen points is a foot and a half, and if you cast it at twenty, it's a twenty-four inch radius for this spell. Um, The spell hits every enemy unit within range that has been chosen, even if they are engaged in close combat. With 2d6 strength 4 hits, roll for each unit. When the spell is used against demons, undead, or forest spirits, its strength is increased to 5. They're allotted for shooting attacks. It can be cast as many times per turn as you like, so long as you have sufficient power dice. So he can cast this over and over again, and it's a 2D6 magic missile, basically, that affects everyone in the circle. So he's like a uh, Slon engine of the gods. Yeah, kind of. Basically, yeah. Um, all shooting and close combat attacks directly targeted at Croak, or Croak so have, a, right. have a minus one to hit. Um, his Supreme Shield of the Old Ones gives him a three-up ward save. Uh, let's see, if he joins the Temple Guard, they go from uh, Immune to Psychology and Stubborn to Immune to Psychology and Stubborn, and they also get Unbreakable. Uh, he still has the Guardian Rule, so he goes in the sec- second row, and that's about it. 600 points
1: for that. So I, w- I would think from a tactical point of view, you just stick him in the center where all the action is going to be, and you just and shove keep him forward and start and just keep unleashing that it. pulse.
0: Yep. Yeah, basically it is. It's like the pulse from the uh, Mortise engine, except it's just it's it's bigger and it affects everybody. Uh, he's got yeah, a you're up-
2: gonna cast it, you know, two, maybe three tops times per turn and right. and against, you know, the eighth edition big units, it's just kind of it really is just kind of pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah know, six. If if you're fighting an MSU army, it really could shine, you know, a bunch of little units but- Sure. You know, against 40 black orcs, they're just going to laugh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, it depends on your range, too. I mean, with a casting value of 10, if you did get a bunch of dice, you could probably cast it three or four times, force your opponent to at least try to dispel a couple of them. But um, he doesn't even have all the really... Oh, what else is the other thing? There's no limit to the dice he can use to cast it, so he doesn't suffer from the six dice limit. If he suffers a miscast, it just fails, but he doesn't roll on the miscast table. So just chuck dice away at this. And if you get Irresistible Force, great. Um. Oh, wait, no. I think that got uh, FAQ'd. Yeah, that's right. If he suffers a miscast... Hold on, let me look that up real quick.
1: See, when I first uh, looked through this, I thought he was a level 4 wizard as normal, meaning he could choose one of the, sp- the lores in addition no. to the spell that he had. No. He,
2: used, he used to be, and he used to have, in the previous edition, he had an earthquake spell that halved anybody's movement who was damaged by it. So he used to just rock. And uh, I think that, that part of the reason he's the way he is now is the typical GW reaction. Well, he was too powerful last edition, so let's him tone him down sure. and make him not so great.
1: That earthquake spell that you mentioned, another character in this book has that currently, don't they? What? Uh, maybe, I, maybe I Mazda
2: Monday. Maybe they gave it to Mazda Monday. Yeah, I think. I maybe think I'll it. check
0: that out. Oh yeah, but if he if he casts the spell with irresistible force, it fails, but no roll is made in the miscast table. So so he's got some miscast
1: protection. It's kind of nice. So,
0: but if he rolls the double sixes, he also doesn't get irresistible. the irresistible force. It just doesn't happen. Uh, okay. But he can, you know, he can chuck dice over and over again, and he never suffers from a miscast, which is cool. But at six hundred points, I was looking at. The regular slan, three fifty. Well, you can make you can, and you could trick him out for six hundred.
2: Oh, at five, I think you can. At five hundred points, you can get a super slan. You know, with the free dice, lore master. You know, stuff like the calming, so your enemy discards sixes, and and cupped hands, so you can the first time you miscast, you can pass it on to your enemy.
0: Right. Well, you could do. Okay, the the maximum he's a uh, slant is two seventy five. If you give him four disciplines, he becomes four and a quarter. You can give him magic items up to 100, make him five and a quarter. I'm just saying you could. Yep. You can make him the BSB for 550. And the magic banner. Actually take a banner. So he you could 600 point him out. But for that 600 points, I mean, all the stuff that the slan can take, I was looking at that, and you always hear about those those unkillable slant. And I went and looked at the list of stuff they could take, and I said, damn. Damn. I can make him lore master, throw an extra free power dice with every spell he tries to throw at, make him uh, ethereal, and then give him like magic resistance three, or um, that becoming cogitation. I didn't even know what that was.
2: That's awesome. That's a yeah. huge one. I, I hate that. Steal one. Steal the sixes. Yeah.
0: yeah, any sixes they roll just go away. So you get no irresistible forces. You get no. You know, I'm not going to miscast, but you're just taking dice away.
2: A, a smart player will use that against you as well, though, because then they can they can six dice spells kind of gleefully without worry. Where is that cupped hands thing? That's in the magic items. Oh, okay,
0: that's in the magic items. Yeah, it's an arcane so, I mean, item. Yeah, so I mean, he can become. I mean. Oh yeah, I, 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 a, a swan I, is I, way I, better than
2: Croak. I la-
0: I rank Croak Croak as. Uh, Totally fluffy. This is a
1: guy you're taking if you just want to take this guy to, to have fun just, playing and him. Fun. He would be great. Well, not great. He would be much better if you could choose a lore in addition to this one spell.
2: A- absolutely. That would that would make him more worth his cost.
0: Yeah, but as he stands, I mean, he's got a three up ward, which is nice. It's minus one to hit him if he's targeted with shooting or close combat. But uh, it also so, with uh, weapon skill one, most people are hitting him on threes anyway, so minus one to
1: hit him is not a big deal. Well, I don't think if, when he's in his temple guard, I don't think he could be targeted, can he? Because the, there's a front rank of temple guard that you have to hit first. True,
0: but uh, it, it, you know, it says when he's targeted with close combat or magic missiles, I mean, or shooting. So I mean, yeah, maybe if, if he's in temple guard, you can't target you
2: can, him, right. you know, except for a ca- you can. You could shoot a cannon at him, of yeah, course. Sniper, i suppose
1: yeah. But uh, the other thing too is in the age of Eighth Edition, how they changed magic resistance. That really dampers his effectiveness as well.
0: Well, he's got a three up ward save. He
2: had magic resistance. A two, yeah, you on can give him magic it, resistance. You one up ward he's, save. He's two up against magic.
1: So. Well, what I'm saying is other units out there that have MR. It's really going to lessen the you damage that, that he's doing to them. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm putting I'm putting as totally fluffy. Totally so fluffy. Like a, yeah. a and croak. Yeah, for 600 points. I mean, just when you compare him to what you can have, yeah, I'd put him at a two or a yeah, three, yeah, I think, a or, yeah. or something. No. That's
2: just it. He's just so ridiculously overcosted for what he does.
0: So, who's next? Lord Mazda Mundi.
2: He's the Steg Rider. He is
0: Lord the of the Solar City, he that rides the Horned Beast. Now, this guy is kind of cool looking. He's 620, though. So he's not even on our 2,400-point list. This guy can't be taken. you got to play a 2,500-point game to take this guy. Um, his movement is 4, weapon skill 2, ballistic skill and strength 3, toughness 4, 5 wounds, initiative 2, 1 attack, 9 leadership. He rides Zlok, which is a nor- it's just like a normal ancient stag. Except due to the bulk of Mundi and his palanquin, there's no skink riders or how-to weapons. And Zlok has a 2-up scaly, uh, scaly skin save and gives that 2-up armor to Mazdamundi. So if Mazdamundi's killed, he has to take a monster reaction test. If Zlak is killed, Mundi will just, the palanquin will float and he'll go back to just being on a palanquin.
1: So he has the option to float, but he chooses to ride. He rides uh, in on a seagodown. Yep.
2: Well, yeah, it's much more imposing. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all about presentation.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's also cold blooded, stubborn. He's got a four up ward save shield. Um, he's got this soul of stone, which means he can reroll results on the miscast table. You have to take the new results. He is the mage lord of Hexodol which means he's a level 4 no- lore master and also knows, th- knows another spell. So he's a level 4 lord mas- lore master of any of the eight lores. And um, he knows this Ruination of Cities. It's cast on a 13-plus, range of 18 inches. One enemy unit takes 2d6 strength 5 hits as the ground opens and swallows them. Units that suffer any wounds from the spell will have their movement rate halved in the next movement phase as they pick themselves up and drag themselves out of the cracks in the earth. Units inside of a building take 3d6 strength 5 hits as walls and masonry collapse upon them. Uh, If you can fly or have other uh, ignored terrain effects, the
1: spell doesn't work on you. Now, has that been faq to include obstacle striders? Uh,
2: It it probably just includes just a strider because there is a, you know, if you're just a strider... And you ignore everything. Yeah, it says if you ignore
0: terrain effects. I would assume if you ignore any of them, it might get through. But uh, let's see. He's lore master from one of them. Uh, Ruination of cities is a direct damage spell. That's the only part of the FAQ for that. Oh,
1: I see. So, so they don't really address it,
0: though. Nope. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, his uh, his his magic weapon gives him ASF and. Uh, Strength five poisoned attack, and the weird there thing with one that, attack, yeah, right. <laughs> if the enemy has one like or more skill two, yeah, if an <laughs> enemy has one or more magic weapons, then the magic weapon of your choice is destroyed. So I suppose, that's pretty nice. I suppose if they try to kill the stag, or if you try to drive now, the stag strength six, toughness six, three attacks, five wounds. So maybe you drive it in there and figure if you know he's got some sort of you know.
1: I mean, he's pretty survivable. Yeah. Two-up armor save for him.
2: And a four-up ward. And a four-up ward. And he's also the BSB.
0: So, I don't know. At 620, once again, I don't know. I think I'd rather trick my own out than have this guy sitting here because part of what you're paying for is he gets this great armor save because he's on the stag, but you don't want to get him into combat and you don't have any shooting capacity on the stag.
2: Ruination is pretty nice, you know think about think about using it and you know, if your shadow i mean i would i don't think I would ever really take him, but ruination and maybe Laura's shadow and your miasmin so having and then minus d three i mean you could almost stop a unit from moving at all
1: that's true true that'd be a minimum of one in that case right
2: yeah no.
0: Yeah, we'll half the movement rate in the next movement. Yeah, I will half round it up. So no matter what it is, it would be a minimal one, yeah. Well, and then minus
2: D3 from Miasma.
1: On top of that, that no. Oh, sure. Well, see, that's the thing, his ability to choose from a given lore. Magic is such a, having the choice of magic is such a great luxury and it's such right. a power. Yeah, and these guys are both, they, I mean, they're all lore masters, these slans. So right. you pick yeah. something, you get it all. So you know what I like about this uh, this character though is the the artwork that features him on the opposite page. He's casting some spell that's causing like
0: burning frogs f- to frogs fall out, out of the, the sky. Fire, yeah, <laughs> to rain
1: from the sky. What
0: he is? He's raining frogs down on. Yeah, whatever. That's just a bizarre picture. What the hell is he doing?
2: I've never understood why they didn't make a jungle lore for the lizard men. That would be so great. That
0: would be cool. Well, they know all the eight lores and their lore master,
1: or they can be easily. But a race-specific lore would have some flavor. Yeah, as another option. That's I mean, true. I know that
2: the masters a magic, but options are good.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. They they've mastered everything that's out there. I guess they don't feel a need to make their own. Although it would be cool. Well, oh, we'll see what they do. They might. You never know. They might get their own lore and then be able to choose from that lore or any of the other eight.
2: A a friend of mine ran this guy at the Midwest Rampage a couple of years ago and at three thousand points. I don't know that he had great success with it, but he sure had a good time.
0: And that's yeah, so where do we put this guy? He's obviously better than Lord Croak. Oh yeah. Croak. Leaps
2: and bounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's got he's got a stegodon for twenty five points more over Croak, he's got a freaking stegodon. <laughs>
0: That is true.
1: I think I'd put him at a five. He's average. You think six twenty? It's a fair. The cost per what you get is fair. I would say he's an average choice. Okay, not optimal. A little
2: less than that because I would still personally pick you know a full kitted out slam or even two. Um, But I think he's usable.
0: So you think taking him is a bit of a fluffy choice, even though even though the cost is fair, you'd rather spend your cost on something else. Exactly. So if you saw that guy against the table and oh God, you didn't take a regular slant, you took him, oh thank God.
2: <laughs> 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 well exactly. And and that's part of the other thing, because we play so heavily cold's list in our area, you know, knowing what somebody has is a huge advantage.
0: Oh that's true. And when you see him, you got you know exactly what he can do.
2: Yeah, well let me see your book. <laughs> right,
0: right. All right. So let's uh, let's move along. Now we got the scar leader on the cold one. Crocgar, and Crocgar Carnosaur is garden the Carnosaur who's named Grimlock. Really, the
2: Transformers? Anyone?
0: Yeah, uh, come on, the the dinosaur <laughs> Grimlock. It's Grimlock with a Q. Ooh, well, that makes a huge difference. <laughs> me say Grimlock. It. Say, I don't care if they change my spelling.
2: This just this is just GW's long history of claiming other people's works of art as their own. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> So this is 635. This guy's more expensive than the stag rider, Slon. So this guy, you can't even play him at 2500. It would be 2540 minimum. So you'd be playing an over 2500 point game to take him. Um, his weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 3, strength and toughness of 5, 3 wounds, 4 initiative, 5 attacks, 8 leadership. And then he's riding Grimlock. With, with a Q. Q. With a Q. With a Q seven. Weapon skill three uh seven strength, five toughness, five wounds, two initiative, five attacks, five leadership. Um Let's see, he's got a couple of weird rules here. Uh Light armor. Uh Grimlock follows all the rules for a normal connoisseur except he doesn't suffer from blood frenzy. And here's funny, if the if Grimlock, if his mount is slain, he gets frenzy. I guess he loves that there Grimlock. If Krokgar is slain, Grimlock automatically passes a monster reaction test and becomes frenzied. And he will never lose his frenzy. So if they get killed, they get frenzy from they, they, they miss each other.
2: Yeah, that's some that's some fluff stuff there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. So yeah, getting frenzy has never been something oh oh my goodness. It's like I don't necessarily want it. Um let's see, what does Krokgar get? Uh, oh he can take One unit of Soros Cav as a core choice Because he's a core and When he's a, an army led by him Can do that He's got uh, Four up scaly skin save um, Oh that 5 He's got a five up ward And if he ever fails the five up ward The unit that hit him Takes an automatic strength five hit
2: Only in close combat
0: Only in close combat so, it's interesting. So, uh, what else? And then he's got a spear that's plus one strength on the charge. Every unsaved wound counts as two wounds. Um, but averse uh, against immunopsychology units, it's just a plain old
1: magic spear. See, that's the thing. That's where that weapon would really come in handy, where one wound would count as two. Against those, uh, your demons and your undead, basically. Exactly. For the combat yep. res. So it's kind of a shame that it doesn't apply.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Um, and then he's got—he's also got a bound spell. Uh, he's got this thing called Hand of Gods. Bound spell, power level five. Um, he can direct the energy from Hand of Gods at any and all targets he can see. It's got a range of twelve inches. Automatically strikes every enemy unit within his arc of sight and range. Uh, D6 strength, four hits. So it's a bound spell, power level five. It's basically a magic missile that hits everyone he can see within within that twelve inches. So you charge him into combat and if you've got some dice left at the end of your magic phase, you can toss this and do a little extra. D6 mm-hmm. yeah, strength four. Eh.
2: It's probably been clarified as direct damage too, so yes. you then you can't do it out of combat.
0: I'll double check the FAQ I've got in front of yeah, it says this is a direct damage spell.
2: Yeah, so you can cast direct damage though into combat, I believe.
0: And at six thirty five, I don't I don't see me taking this guy. It. I don't see I this don't at see all. It. You're 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 not getting a slant. If you don't want to take a slant, I could just see cheaper options for a guy who might not have all these little Well yeah, an old blood on a out.
2: carnosaur is gonna weigh in way cheaper than that.
0: Yeah. And he might not be as good as Grimlock. <laughs> the really large Carnosaur. I get the sense that you, didn't, you don't appreciate the name. You know, whatever for these guys. Okay, so yeah, uh, Sora's old blood comes in at uh, one forty-five. Now, if I put him on a Carnosaur, that's another two ten. So he's clocking in at three fifty-five
2: plus a hundred points 100 of stuff. Point for stuff. For so gear. that's
0: four fifty, and then I can you know you got a, a light armor shield, a few other things. So he gets in at almost five hundred, and I lose a bound spell. And a couple of other little gimmicky things. I think this is another really fluffy choice.
2: And you gain it like a thing like a charmed shield, you know, to dodge some cannonballs on the way across the table. Right. Right. Well,
0: and you can, you get a single unit of Saurus cav as core. So if you want to take a cav heavy army, you could take this as a fluffy choice. But this is another. We've got another lord choice that is just. I would put him at. I mean, for six. For 100 points more than a regular guy and not having the best choice of, I think, you know, he's not kitted out as I would want to kit out someone that expensive. Sure.
2: And and there's a reason you don't see Soros Cav on the table very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, they're not right. great. I mean, they can deliver some damage for the character. Yeah, and his leadership is great. no
0: better. With a leadership eight, I mean, I know he's cold-blooded, but with a leadership eight...
1: It's and like, she doesn't cause fear or terror, does she? No, the, oh. the, the Carnosaur does. The Carnosaur does. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'm still Carnosaur thinking. causes terror, and it I think it does D3 wounds against big stuff too. So, Carnosaur, I mean, the is, Carnosaur is neat for that.
0: Cold-blooded, four-up, scaly skin, terror, blood frenzy, and ultimate predator. So, why don't we take a quick
1: look at that? And his uh, ultimate predator is that the D3 multiple. Each wounds? unsaved wound is D3 okay. wounds.
2: Oh, it's It's just D three all the time now. Not against just big stuff.
0: It's as its bite is sufficient to dismember any prey. Each unsaved
2: wound it okay. is multiplied to D three wounds. Well, I, I mean, I got some previous edition, previous edition creep then in my memory.
0: Well, and plus, I mean, it, if it's multiplied to D three wounds, I mean, if you've only got
1: one wound, it doesn't do anything for you. So right. No, it's, it's, it's really good it against it does monstrous work. infantry, right? Monstrous cavalry.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty Over. sure it used to be. The previous book was just only against large targets, something like that. So, you know, his, the Carnosaur was designed to go kill Stegadons and the big beasties, right? Uh, giants and stuff like that. Yep.
0: Yeah, and blood frenzy. Once you've uh, once you've inflicted an unsaved wound, you immediately become frenzied, and you'll never lose it. So, um, but they said he didn't. Uh,
2: but the, the other thing that's important to know is Kratgar's is only leadership eight, and I believe the old blood is a nine. And that is a big no. no I, don't think I know they're he is. cold-blooded.
0: Uh, he's not? That is a big difference. Though. No, let me check real quick. I got it right here in front of me, and I just looked at it, and I thought, I is he only an eight? Soros old bloods also an eight.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, the mage priest is a nine. Slan is the
2: only nine. Okay.
0: Right, so he's the the same with that, but you figure, Yeah, this guy is another th- three, maybe a four.
2: Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Very yeah. fluffy
0: very, I wouldn't even put him at a four, I really think I, a, th- a three, three, two debatably, yeah, yeah, two, three somewhere in there, I gotta play you know, plus I gotta play a 2600 point game to bring him so I'm allowing my opponents 650 give me 650 I could trick out my vampire on the coven throne and give him all the toys and actually make that thing possibly worth it then we can have a fluff off mm.
2: I had a Carnosaur list ready for Mary Mayhem. Had I shown up, I was shown up with a Carnosaur and two oh, stinks, nice. yeah. nice. and a ton and a ton of stinks, skinks. Mm. And I was just gonna, you know, blow pipe and thunder stomp everybody to death. A lot of poison
1: shooting going on. <laughs> yeah. <there.
0: laughs> oh boy. Okay. One last Lord, and then break time. And this is Tehenhowin. Tehenhowin. Tenhow. Tehenha- whatever. The Prophet of Sotek. This is the uh, the skink. Lord, uh, weapon skill, ballistic skill, strength, four, toughness, three, wounds, three, page 68, uh, six initiative, three attacks, uh, eight leadership, now this guy is clocking in at 250 only, so he's cheap, you could conceivably take him and still take, at 2400 points you'd have 350 points left in Lord Spot's can you put this guy on an ancient
2: stag? Is that what it's saying?
0: Yes, you can put him on a stag with the Engine of the Gods for another 290. Wow. That pops him up to 540, which is still within range and on an ancient stag. So, we, you know, I suppose you could take that into account, possible 540. He's a level 2 wizard who has lore of beasts, and he's not a lore master because he's not a slon. Level 2 lore of beasts, 5 up scaly skin. Aquatic, immune to poison, unbreakable, cold blooded. Uh, He's got a couple of cutesy rules here Tide of Serpents. Tide of Serpents, uh, unless he's mounted on a Stegadon. So if he's mounted on a Stegadon, he doesn't even get this. D6 poisoned attacks on the profile. They may not be attacked separately and are killed when he's killed. So they're just part of. So basically, he gets an extra D6 weapon skill 2, strength 2, poisoned attacks. A lot of hitting on
1: fives against anything elite, wounding on fives or sixes. Well, it's he a little uh, want, chaff. You just want poison. Yeah, it's just it's a, kind of a chaff bodyguard that he has kind of floating around him. Yeah. Is that the idea there? Well, it's
0: still all one model.
1: It's just... Yeah, you're still attacking oh, okay. him. All
0: right. Yeah, it's this he's got a lot of little serpents around him that are just throwing these extra attacks. There's a couple of these. These are some of the guys who have stuck around when you've had attacks from... Uh, when the Skaven uh, invaded Lustria. So he's got the red crest. Him and all skinks in his army hate Skaven, and not their
1: mounts or any crocs that might be in the unit. But So skinks beating up on Skavens. Massive slap fest there, strength three slap <laughs> Well, you can get your skink skirmishers
0: and try to send them after the, uh, what the gutter runners or the night runners or whatever they're called. Right. His weapon gives him poison, and he's got plus one strength on the charge, and he's got a five-up ward save. That's basically all he's got.
2: And toughness three, three wounds. <laughs> Combat beast. <laughs> two hundred <laughs> four,
0: two fifty. Now, it's two. You look at two fifty after all these six hundred. I mean, seriously, of all the special characters, of all the slown ones, Lord Croak was the cheapest. I don't know. It's another one that if you want to build a little fluffy skink list and 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 play
1: it as this is the guy from the Prophet of Sotek, maybe you do the uh, what's the lore of beast spell the signature. Plus one strength, plus one toughness on a
0: bunch wild of skinks. Wild forms. Yeah. Yeah, Wilson's wild form so that your skinks are normal.
2: Or you do the savage beast of horror is the, the plus three attacks, plus three strength on him.
0: Then he's it got six hit. attacks at strength seven. Yeah, that's not bad. And then with the poison, that's actually pretty good. But still, once again, I don't see any of these guys I mean, it's just why would you not take a slant? I mean, unless you're trying to go for a low magic list or you or you had were playing in a group that was just you know, for the fluff of it.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, your your lizard lord choice, is you're either taking an old, old blood or a slon. Yeah. And and the rest of the army is designed after that choice.
0: So we've hit all the lords, kind of quickly ran through them. And I would say that at best, we got a four in here. I would say at best, there's a four. And that would be uh, Mazda Mundi might, might come in at a four. Croak is a like about a two- I think that crock uh, about, about a two or three, yeah. You know, uh, t- whatever the tena howin tena howin whatever, yeah, tena howin. Boy, now I know what it feels like to be on Ohio hammer. I can't pronounce this. Oh, <laughs> stay on target. Okay, <laughs> that's about a two or a three. Yeah, I mean they're all fluffy choices. There's not a really this is there's not a guy on here who it's like well, okay this guy's good and balanced
1: and worth it. You rarely hear, you know, in the whole special character debate that rages, mm-hmm. you rarely hear any man characters ever come up. Oh, no, no.
0: Like I, said, I just want, we wanted to cover them all. I mean, when sure. we started this, like, what, about, you know, I think, heck, over almost over a year ago when Chris and I did it, it was just because people were just starting to let special characters back in to the game without, you know, automatically banning them as being broken. Sure.
2: So the, the problem is that three or four, you know, awful, terrible offenders just ruin the pot, you know, for everybody. I've always wanted to do Clan Pestilence, But to do that, I have to rock, you know, some 400 point just terrible <laughs> special character in Lord Scroll, and he's just awful. It's terrible but so- and,
1: as it broken or just unusable. Oh no, it's yeah. an
2: unusable. Uh, he is just not great, you know, but he makes he makes Plague Monk's core, so that's why oh, I want I to use it. it. right, yeah. You know, where the, the Dark Elf gal is good, uh, Hellebron that yeah. does that for yeah. which else? Oh, yeah, she's a beast. Well,
0: here's the thing. Nobody's going to tell you not to use that, though. Once again, you can take that if you want to go, and people are going to, you know, <laughs> I know all about doing that stuff. I'm taking this Coven Throne, and I don't care. <laughs> but... uh I mean it's 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 these are all fun choices. You can build an army around any of these guys. Uh you could take like a steg army with Mazda Mundi, you just take Croak and just a whole bunch of uh I think you could take Croak with a temple guard and a whole bunch of Saurus. Just push him forward, try to get him in combat just and just start keep blowing, set, up stuff. Yeah,
2: blowing him up. Yeah, and you, you know, just take the biggest Saurus block you possibly can. Right. It's unbreakable. Yeah. How many Soros can I take? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 200 and oh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Point denial. And it's
1: not like you could redirect that massive Death Star because he's just going to blow them up. Yeah, well, yeah,
2: yeah, but but the Purple Sun guys would have a heyday with oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Can you imagine? That just giggle.
0: <laughs> take off the <laughs> bottles. <laughs> but that's all the lords. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll hit the special uh, uh, hero levels. Okay. Oh, Check out that guy in the Garage Hammer shirt. Who cares about him? Look at that guy
1: with the Garage Hammer hoodie.
0: That's right, guys. Nothing tells the ladies, I'm one of the gaming elite like Garage wear. So hurry to garagehammer.net slash store, and soon you'll be the guy at game night that all the gamer chicks are talking about. Remember, boys, first you get your gear, then you win all your games, then you get the chicks.
2: That's right, boys.
1: The only gamers we notice are in Garage Gear. Okay, welcome back. We're back.
0: This part two
1: of the reptilians. A reptilian horde. horde. So Let's who should we start him. off with here?
0: Chekax.
1: Chekax. The Eternity Warden. The, the Prime e- Guardian of... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, come on, Chris. Huapek.
1: <laughs> Zlan- Zlan- That's pretty good.
2: All right,
0: so this guy is uh, like Super Temple Guard. He's got a weapon skill of five, no ballistic skill, strength and toughness five, two whole wounds because he's a hero, initiative of three...
2: He's like a legend in Lizard Eyes. Yeah, know, really.
0: History. Lightning quick. Four attacks, leadership eight, cold-blooded, four of scaly skin. Uh, he has sacred duty. Each Slammatrix must join a unit of Temple Guard. He's got to join a unit of Temple Guard too, and
1: they don't leave each other. So. And they're unbreakable. Yeah. Can, can other characters join that unit, or is he the only character allowed in that unit? Well,
0: I'm assuming since he's got to join it and the Slan's got to join it, that's two right there, so there's, you know. Ah, okay. Now, he's got ultimate bodyguard. He's got to issue and accept challenges. In challenges, he may reroll to hit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) we just wail on that champion.
2: And and actually, the ultimate bodyguard is what makes the unit unbreakable.
0: The other nice thing is when leading the Temple Guard unit that is joined by a Slan, they're unbreakable and they reroll failed lookouts or rolls. Should either Chakax or the Slan perish, the unit immediately loses these abilities. But they're both characters. You get a re-roll your lookout, sir, for both him and the Slan. So that's not too bad.
2: And see, usually I'd want my Slan to take the hit, you know, because he's usually got a 2-plus ward right. save against range, so please shoot at him.
0: Right, but, you know, if I get a double lookout, sir, I'll take it.
1: Not on a three hundred and thirty-five point hero, but I digress. <laughs> so, uh, magic items. What does he have?
0: Uh, he's got a Starstone mace. It's a great weapon. Um, all magic weapons are mundane against him in close combat. If he hits an enemy unit in close combat, the opponent must reveal to him all magic items in the unit.
1: Well, so this uh, is one point in the closed list camp. Yes, absolutely,
2: absolutely.
0: And if you find out that that's a good thing, where if if it's their turn and they issue a challenge with the with you know you know you know it's coming. It's just magical weapons, so it doesn't work against the reverse mm-hmm. ward save, you know, dark elves and stuff like that,
2: or magical attacks.
0: Right, or straight up magical attacks. It just stops magic weapons.
2: Right. It, it's a good defensive ability to help keep him alive because he's toughness five.
0: Right. And he's got this, the helm of the Prime Guardian. I actually like, like, the little fluffy things around him. They all, like, they work into a great story. No enemy units with scout can set up within 20 inches of this guy in the beginning of the game. And if anyone who's got Night Goblin fanatics or assassins or any hidden models, Dark Elf, assassins, whatever, once they get within 20 inches of him, they have to say that they're there. Once again, closed list. Yeah, yes. I mean, this guy. Yeah, he's he knows when you're coming, and he he can he can sense these things, and he's guarding his his slan. Like I said, Fluffwise, I think he's one of the cooler characters we've actually read about. He's got a lot of interesting little abilities, and finally, the key to the eternity chamber in a challenge. Their magic weapons are mundane. They have ASL. He's got a five up ward, so it's. But still, he's three hundred and twenty five points. Yeah,
2: he's pretty but, expensive or 335, For those,
1: sorry, 335 Where are those points going to, though? I don't understand why he's so expensive
2: Probably, I think it's the unbreakable bit I mean, that, that used to be a really, really big, big deal Yeah, I remember when yeah. you faced
0: face things, if anything Well, anything that caused fear or if it caused terror against you And if it beat you by one, you'd auto-break auto Not the case here Plus you know, the re-rollable lookouts, sir, and the I think that, that knowing what's on that closed list. I mean, there's a bunch of little, there's a bunch of little things that don't seem like much, but he's got a he's got a lot of them. So apparently, they thought it was worthy of making him.
2: Yeah, I think if if he knocked a hundred points out of him, he'd be awesome. That's it. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
0: I mean, yeah, he's once again point wise. Your this is a fluffy choice, especially because if you're taking him and a slan. So oh, you're yeah. you're looking at if you if you trick out your slan to 600 and you've got him for 335, you're looking at a thousand points of characters, almost or 935 points of characters, in one unit, on a 2500 point list. So two characters are over a third of your list. He's only good when he's with. I mean, he's best when he's with a slan. And then that's half your army. You know, that's really
2: the way that style, that defensive style, lizardless rolls. Though you know, everything goes in the temple guard, and it just basically becomes uh unkillable Death Star in yeah. this You know, you roll lower life, you're growing temple guard, right. you're dweller in everything in sight,
1: sprinkling some skinks and salamanders to taste,
2: and it and it's just about as boring to play as you could <laughs> possibly imagine. <laughs> I mean to use it. I've used that stylist before. I hated it. So,
0: so is he worth it then, though? For three thirty-five, would you put him in Ooh. with a tricked-out slan and and make that Death Star that much more unkillable? No. So he's fluff.
2: Total fluff. All right. Seven nine rerollable isn't going anywhere. Right. Cold, you know, cold-blooded,
1: especially. Yeah. Okay. I'd have to rate this guy up on the usability scale, maybe a a one. I just can't yeah. get past that price. Really? You dropped a one.
0: He is complete fluff. Huh, okay. It's, a, it's an
2: awesome model, though. And this is the thing that always kills me with GW. The, some of the coolest character models have some of the you know the, the saddest sack set of rules.
0: Let me ask you this, though. Before sitting down and really analyzing it, if when you flip through these books and you read this, I mean, it, it all sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? I mean, before you sit down and really figure out what it's going to cost you, how much of your army it's going to take up, All the things you have to do to make these little gimmicks worth work. The the fluff behind it sounds like a really like oh absolutely story wise he's a pretty cool character. I'm like wow this sounds like a guy who'd be fun to have on the table. And then you look at like oh god he's gonna suck. (laughs) And I think that's
2: just it. If you're doing narrative battles, you know this guy shines, but otherwise in a competitive environment, not so much.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's where it comes in. That's the big difference, is that
1: so many of these are it's too cost prohibitive, he becomes a liability. We yeah. could be using <laughs> yeah. hundred points towards what you know, whatever.
2: Free VP.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh well, shall we move on? We've we'll got yes. the overpriced attorney warden? Gore Rock, the great white lizard. The scarred one. Yeah. <laughs> so nicely the scarred one. Uh, weapon skill, five. No ballistic skill. Strength and toughness, five. Two wounds. Basically the exact same stacks as Chakax. He's 215 points, so much more affordable. Yes. He's uh, kind of a fighty hero. He doesn't have sacred duty. He's just stubborn. Uh, but four of scaly skin, cold blooded. Any successful roll to wound him must be re rolled. Um, and, and he's immune to killing blow. Yes. Now, I looked in the rule book. And there was no, or I looked in the FAQ and there was nothing saying and heroic killing blow. Like sometimes you'll see things like
1: uh, that's. I, I would think it would apply to both. Wouldn't yeah,
0: it?
2: I would too. I would too because heroic killing blow just lets you killing blow the big stuff. It's still killing blow.
0: Uh, okay, I'm just I'm just saying because I know like on I know on one of the dwarf runes it gives you immunity to killing blow. It actually says, and heroic killing blow. A lot of the FAQs have gone in and changed them, but this one I didn't see it in the FAQ. I could be mistaken. I could have
2: missed it. It, It's in the FAQ. Is it? And I've got 1.4, and I think it's 1.5 is the new one. So he's immune to killing blow. His shield of the eons is kind of
0: cool. It's been reworded. I'll read it out of the FAQ. In close combat, he always counts as defending a, a wall, an obstacle of a wall. This means cavalry, monstrous cavalry, and chariots that charge him must take a dangerous terrain test, and they suffer minus one to hit him during the charge.
2: That is kind of cool. So
0: if they charge, it's minus one to hit, and if they're cav, they got to take a DT test to attack him. I don't know. I thought that was kind of
2: cool. Well, and then you mix in stubborn. You know, and now you can have you're talking two stubborn source units. With oh, the kind yeah.
0: of command guy. And uh, he's got hatred. First round of close combat, he rolls and he failed to hit rolls. Just in the first round.
2: Yeah.
0: Isn't that what hate. I mean, isn't yeah. that. No, uh, he doesn't
2: have hatred. He just re rolls. So, and that's a, you know, because then he doesn't have to pursue. Oh, right. Okay. So but it's like hatred. The may, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, is, did they change? I think
1: hatred uh, in this edition got rid of that having to pursue requirement, didn't it? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm pretty sure hatred no longer requires you to pursue.
2: I haven't started playing my Dark Elves yet, but I'll know that real well here very shortly. Oh, that's
1: right. You're working on those Dark Elves pretty... Mr. D, that's right. ...pretty fervently.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm going to... My goal is to be painted for Wapaka. I just primed them all Saturday, so we'll see. Excellent. Looking very nice.
0: So he's 215. He's 215. Um, he's. I mean, isn't he basically a Scarvet with uh, some fancy pants rolls? Yeah, so he gets basically he gets a plus one up to his save. He gets stubborn. I mean stubborn. He and gets you stubborn. Kill blow uh, the resilient, yeah. So and all successful to
1: wound two wound rolls you got to be rerolled. So and you can't killing blow. You know, it. I think of all the characters we've talked about so far, he's probably the most viable. Yes, he is pretty expensive. I mean, a scarvet. Well, I was just
2: gonna say, compare him now with the scarvet, who's who, eighty five, was an amazing hero choice. Okay. I mean, a Scar uh, Vets will tear people up for 85 points plus plus you know 65 points of gear. You're looking at 150. So this guy's
0: 215, and he's still pretty good. And he, I think he's harder to kill. Having to reroll all two wound rolls against him and minus one to hit him when you charge him, and he gets to reroll fail-to-hit rolls in the first round of combat. He is... And the Better. stubborn.
2: I like the stubborn. Yeah, Scarvettes so, yeah. is big. Yeah. And, and, like, I agree with Chris. He's, of all the guys we've talked about, he's the closest so far to one that you would actually consider using.
0: Would you call this fair? Would you give him a five? Would you say he's balanced? I mean, for
2: 215, is he worth it? I'd put him at a three just because I've used Scarvettes before and they're so good, especially when you put them on a cold one and now they have a reach, you know. So he's still low. That's my opinion. I'd, I'd put him at a,
1: maybe a five. I'd have to actually use him to, to really say, but yeah. Yeah. first glance is a
0: five. I haven't played them, so we're, everything we're talking about is complete conjecture.
2: Yeah. I, I, you can build a list around him. Like I said, two stubborn source blocks. I like to use a tenosaurus. Yeah, and so two stubborn yeah. blocks is neat.
0: Yeah, you're paying for all that stuff, and then the, what you're getting is, like yeah, like you said, the extra yeah. stubborn. Can make it and really You got to cool. rock
2: a light slam to support him, but sure. Sure. But you're still at 215, you could actually do that.
0: I'd rather yeah, I'd rather take him than than uh than Chuck Axe or Chuck
1: Axe or whatever <laughs> the hell. <laughs> I hate these names. All right, speaking of names, <laughs> next <laughs> on here comes Teto Echo. Teto Echo. Let's, Clocking in at 255 points. Astromancer of the Constellations, the Beholder. <laughs> that sounds impressive.
0: Two and a quarter, uh, and he's a skink. He, he is the <laughs> skink slon. Yep, movement. Uh, oh yeah, level two, lore master of heavens. Weapon skill two, strength and toughness two, two wounds, one attack, six leadership. Basic. I mean, he's he's what you expect from a skink. Now he's a lore master at level two. He's cold blooded. He's got this herald of cosmic events which seems really cool until it turns around and bites you in the hinder I suppose uh, roll at the beginning of any one friendly magic phase so I guess it's only good for one time in the game uh, and it, start, it lasts until the start of his next magic but it's phase really awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool roll roll 2d6 and on a 3 plus all spells from the lore of heavens will be cast with irresistible force on any successful casting roll that includes a double so it's kind of like what Taclus has and right. stuff you got to you got to hit it and you're only a level 2 so it's a little harder to hit it but if there's a double it's irresistible force if you do roll snake eyes on this though your opponent in their next magic phase all their spells cast by all spells cast by enemy wizards get the same thing
2: that's turny reroll time <laughs> Oh, yeah no doubt
0: no doubt so once again, you got a one in thirty-six chance of you. You only get to throw it once a game. So two questions on this ability, as yeah. good
1: as, as good as it is. One, do you roll the two d six? Can you roll it immediately after you roll the winds of magic? It says at the beginning of any one friendly
0: magic phase. So I would think that would be before you roll the winds of magic, because isn't that the first step
1: in the magic phase? It, it is. But I think if these two rules if they both are they say beginning, conflict. Right, so um, that the player the should. The player would today. get the
2: choice. Yeah,
1: right.
0: See so you know, how many dice you got. So if you do get it, to yeah. see if it's worth it. Yeah, if you get the if you get the full uh,
1: the full dozen yeah. dice. Yeah, you don't want to burn it and only end up with two. <laughs> like, exactly, and, and if
2: you could do that, that makes that ability awesome. You know, where you know it potentially is great, but if you could forecast it with your known power dice, then it becomes awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I guess you're right. I guess you could. The other question is uh, if you roll doubles. And it, they go off with irresistible force. Does that mean he's suffering no. a miscast? No, Every that's time? in the FAQ again. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm almost positive. I'll, I have it right here.
0: Page It'd 69. be silly if it did. Uh, Herald of Cosmic... Ignore provided it's not a miscast. Okay. So, yeah, it's got nothing to do so with double the double
2: sixes will miscast you, but nothing else. Sure. All right.
0: Um, he's got the Eye of the Old Ones magic item after deployment, but before rolling to go first, you can move. D, you can redeploy D three units,
1: adhering to normal deployment restrictions. That's a great it, ability. It,
2: it really yeah. is because now you've been out deployed by Chaff, and you can overcome that.
1: Oh, especially
0: if you've got something like a Dawn Attack. Yeah, where well, your oh, guys in the wrong place?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and. Now you got D three guys you, at least yeah. at least that one guy can and, be moved.
1: No and all your what. big
2: blocks go on one side and your general and your BSB right. go uh, on another. Chris wouldn't know anything about that yeah. though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it.
1: This will help you, yeah, or you know, fix some mistakes and, and bad deployment issues, certainly. That's a great ability, I like that one. <laughs> and then he's got the Palanquin
0: of Constellations, which is like a slant palanquin, except it goes in a unit of skinks. <laughs> and not a skink cross unit. It goes in the second row of a unit of skinks, which just sounds hysterical to me. He is. He's like the
1: little skink really slam.
2: And it gives him a five up ward.
1: Interesting. It'd so be fun, fun to see that model.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for two and a quarter,
2: you, as
1: missed, far as, you
2: now what is the most important normal rule of
0: all. Oh, which was staff. staff.
2: that's his that's his signature move right there
0: oh that's right if he uh, he gets to re-roll to see if the comet hits after he's cast the comet that is actually really good and, too
2: and I know um, a guy named Michael Jordal has used this guy and I know he played against Tom McClure in a game and Tom had this 11 war machine gunline dwarf gun line, oh. and you know, he's sitting back on the back corner, so Michael Jordan deployed as far away from the dwarf gun line as he could with Teto Echo, mm-hmm. and just rained comets down, and just destroyed oh. poor McClure's strategy. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> oh I never thought God. much of this character until I heard that, and I was like, man, that's just brilliant. <laughs> that,
1: that is awesome. That's a great anti-gun line <laughs> track for you.
0: That is kind of cool. Um, now, He's still. I mean, well, hell, a tricked out, a tricked out skink priest is going to be hundred and fifty points. So he's a hundred points more. But he's got the palanquin. He's got. A, he's a level two. He's got the better saves. He's a lore master. He is a lore master.
2: But you can take there. him with a slan. So I mean, he's a hero choice, right? Right.
0: Yeah. So you could have a, a level two lore master of heavens, and then you could have a big old slan. And wait a minute. Oh, you know what? And with his calculation thing, with his cosmic events, all spells from Lower Heavens will be cast with irresistible force on the successful casting roll that includes a double. So if you actually had him as a lore master and you had a lore master slant oh, of nice. heavens then he throws it and the and then the slams casting Some double common action. With doubles yeah. You I mean you I, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, I'm once again, I'm sure. just thinking of this right now off the top of my head. It's too bad that Lore is better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I always okay. want to use it, and then
2: I look at it, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't Pass. fit. I know it fits certain armies. It just never fits the ones I use.
0: It was, well, heavens, that's got the uh, re-rolling the sixes or re-rolling, re-rolling the, the ones or something like that. Right. So I mean, with with a skink army, which is if you're if you're playing this guy to his fluff, he's going to have a lot of skinks with him, or at least a big unit to put him in. That's got it's it, it that helps. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Where do you guys put this guy? I actually, quite
2: yeah, like. I'd this go guy. three or maybe four even with this guy. He's fluffy, but I think he's so, you know I know he's been used still, and used well, so that you know increases the odds for me. But here's
0: my question: you, you you're still not giving him a five. You don't think he's fair? Like he's balanced and oh, is that just, what the five I mean, means for what he is? Well, that's what I'm guessing because you know if ten's broken and one is purely fluffy, right in the middle is he's just right. He's a good for balance. the points and for for what he's got. Is he is he right? Oh, yeah, there? as
2: far as in him being balanced, yes, I would agree with that. I think he's fine. He's got one turn of insanity that may or may not happen. You know, and he can only throw one Comet, so...
1: Right. Yeah, I put him at a five. He's uh, the, the Comet, Well, he could master. throw more than one Comet, because if he
0: re-rolls and it comes down, he can throw another one on the next sure, turn. Sure, or... but I
2: mean, per phase, he can only <laughs> toss one. Now, yeah. if he could toss a Comet, as many Comets as he wanted per phase, then that would be out of hand. <laughs> that, yeah, that's... that's
0: well, as a level that two, be he'll great. be lucky to get one off. If he, you know, if he could throw it as often as he wanted, you stop the
1: first, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm throwing the second. He would immediately catapult to the broken. Absolutely, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> yeah. do you would. think yeah! So? Oh yeah! R- Are you kidding? R- Rolling. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> he hit guys do every turn too. Oh yeah, you're raining down comments with impunity. But being a level
0: two, he might get one off a turn. It's not a cheap spell, sure. and basically, he'd cast it once. You dispel it. Or, I mean, you'd throw your dice to stop it. Then you'd have to hit it on the second one.
1: But... Uh, and then the whole being, de- being able to redeploy units is a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: seems... Yeah, he's... He's one that I would... Uh, I, I might enjoy taking. I don't, once again, I don't think I'd mind seeing him across the table. But he seems balanced. Like, if the guy if I if I saw a player who knew how to play him and took him, he could actually be... I wouldn't be afraid to see him across the table, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But uh, he could he could mess up your day. He could throw throw your
1: game off. I now, think that game that uh, Mike Jordal and Tom McClure played was that. Did they happen to meet at a tournament? Yeah, that, or that was, that was at a tournament match? And I don't re- uh, I can't remember
2: right. which one, but I think it was last year. Um, it might have even been Bits. You know, I think.
1: Uh, it wasn't Bits because we didn't allow any certain okay. characters. We so it bids. wasn't Bits, and yeah, maybe was it was um,
2: packa or but they do or have something.
1: nameplates.
2: Yes, but they do have those no special characters.
1: Plates. We do. <laughs> I, there was one uh, James Hyde who made this amazing <laughs> nameplate. It looked like it was made of. Poop. Suck at you. Oh, <laughs> well, don't worry, something can't it. swallow. It. So the next character would the be name, Tick
2: na- Tack. The nameplate oh. thing stuck too. I knew it would. <laughs>
0: Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe. Clocking in at 315 points. That's those um, guys. Yes. Now, <laughs> this guy requires that you take them fly and pterodon things. And I just. Okay. The only lizard man player in our group is Sally Joe. And Sally Joe is like a few big blocks of Saurus. Lofty as many salamanders as you can like pack Two in. or three salamanders and then a, some, some chameleon skink scout right. units. So I never have played against these. I don't know if pterodons are pterodons I mean, are good.
2: Once you, oh yes, are they? They're they're not great. They, they, they look, but you know, if you need to go kill war machines, if you need to hunt scouts, mm. they're great at those tasks. They're great redirectors. See, They're One of those things that
0: I, yeah, I read the fluff on them. And I'm like, wow, these guys seem great. But if you read the fluff. You know, like the Gorgon and the Jabber seem awesome too. <laughs> Did these have the
1: option to drop rocks on
2: units? The teradons do yes, Is that something else. D six strength per game. Four,
0: I think. Uh, D three strength four hits inflicted on the enemy for each Teradon. All units must drop their rocks at the same time. It's once per game. Ah, uh, okay. On one. Drop on an enemy unit that at least one of the models has passed over. So if you can get one model to pass over it, they all drop their rocks. And
2: they're fast calves so they get a Vanguard, they have poison javelins, uh, you know, they fly. So I view almost always used a four pack.
1: Oh, that's actually really good because they're cold blood and yeah. leadership eight. They're yeah. going to rally. Six.
0: Leadership six. Six. The six.
1: Oh, I'm looking at He's the leadership zero. eight, yeah. yeah.
0: And he can now. The now, Terranon yeah. has a stomp, though. So c- I mean, right. So he now he's riding Zwoop, and he's got wait he's got weapon skill four, ballistic skill five, strength four. For a skink, he's or is it, are are they skinks riding those things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a tough skink. Uh, two wounds, six, initi- six initiative, three attacks, and then he rides Zwoop. I has, think that's Zwoop. Zwoop. <laughs> If those whoop he's whooping down on you. Uh
1: he or follows he appears and says as <laughs> Uh he
0: ha, after he's used drop rocks, he gets killing blow. So his one attack bird gets killing blow after he's dropped the rocks. At, once his claws are freed of rocks, the his claws and have and killing blow. He's got a stomp. And the stomp, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um he he can join a unit of pterodon riders. But no other units um, And they can choose to Come in uh, Not on the start of the game But starting, you know, rolling to see if they arrive on turn 2 From any Any uh, any board edge So just like minors, Um You know On turn 2 On a 4 or better they show up On turn 3 they show up on a 3 or better So you can choose to deploy them normally Or to deploy them in, in reserve Basically uh, they can't charge because they come in at the uh, remaining moves. Yeah, base, so. remaining moves.
1: It's a good way to get at those war machines. That you and really,
2: that's at. okay because there's very few things you want to charge with these. They're not yeah, combat And pieces. being able to
0: come in on any board edge. It might be nice to, you know, maybe it is good to deploy them later because they can come in on any board edge, so suddenly... These guys all move forward and you can come in wherever they've moved away from and be lined up to start taking out yeah war machines and exactly. um let's see. His mask of heavens, shooting at him or his unit, you're minus one to hit, it gives him a six up ward and magic resistance one. And his blade allows no armor save. But he's three hundred <laughs> oh, and fifteen points.
2: Lord,
1: jeez.
2: What are pterodons a piece? Like sixty five. To find
0: out, I think so. Yeah, because I looked that up earlier today. I said, how much do those things cost? Pterodon riders are thirty points a model. So you're talking, and the unit size of three up. So uh, three of them with a champion, because you can only put a champion in them. Are one hundred? points I would never
2: take. it I just take four. One hundred twenty. Well, it's a nice chaff drop, so, but but to an so. add three hundred points, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. three hundred, so you could bring them in from off the table edge maybe later. Yeah, that, that his, his birds got killing blow after he drops his rocks <laughs> <laughs> with his one attack, uh, and he, yeah, he makes a minus one to hit, but they're already you know flyers, which makes them. You know, skirmishers are minus one to hit. Ah, uh, 315 points. That's a pure fluff what? choice. He costs the same as 10 riders. In fact, you can get 10 flyers and a champion for 310 yeah, points.
2: that's crazy. Yeah.
1: So, so are you putting him down as a one? Yeah. I would.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think so,
0: too. Uh, yeah, this is a guy, if you take him. <laughs> really? Go right ahead. I mean, what's his armor save? Like, zip?
2: Uh, at least, I think he gets
0: a six. Cause yeah, he gets a six because he's riding. <laughs>
2: and, and that's then, it. Uh,
0: that's it. Jeez. Yeah, and he's got a six-up ward save. Well, With magic resistance, one, if you throw a spell at him, he's got a five-up ward save. <laughs> 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 mm. Oh, Lord. Okay, last last one. Oxyoddle, or Oxycontin, or whatever his name is. 160 points for this chump. Or guy or whatever. He's another skink. He's got a blowpipe. He's a blow chameleon. Pipe. He's cold-blooded. Chameleon oh, skink. Oh, chameleon skink. So okay. scouting character. Yeah. Uh, scout, sniper, jungle poison, aquatic, cold-blooded blowpipe hand weapon for this chameleon. Um, he's, what, ballistic skill five, which is really nice because he's got the blowpipe and the poison and sniper. Um. Weapon skill four, strength four, two wounds, 160 points, which makes him seem like a bargain compared to all of his brethren. And uh, he's got a poison five as well. Hmm. And uh, supernatural aim, it just, or preternatural aim, it says just ignore that. It's the sniper rule. So basically, he's a 160-point sniper. Sniper with poison on a five plus. A five plus poison blowpipe scouting sniper. He's five plus.
2: Yeah. The five plus poison though in sniper is really really neat together. It makes him really usable if you want to go snipe and kill characters. It's better than the lower death.
0: Yeah, and you got him. Uh, it's still one hundred and sixty points though. There's nothing cheap in this list. I mean, what's the range on a blowpipe? Isn't yeah, it 12, it's twelve inches. inches. Yeah, he's going to be pretty close. Yeah, he's got to get up with a unit of uh, chameleon skinks. He's got to skirmish up there and just pray that if he's with a decent-sized unit, you're going to distribute your attacks against them as shooting because you're never going to hit him. Yeah. And then he gets up and can take out but, a character.
2: chameleons are minus two to be hit against shooting anyway, so and you're never going to hit him anyway.
1: Right.
2: Unless, you're, unless you're rolling fireballs, you're not hitting them.
1: Right. Or I mean, unless you yourself have poison shots. Domus? Oh, Sorry, I had
2: to, had to cough. Or your Tomb Kings. The Tomb oh, Kings will tear okay. him up.
1: Oh, yeah. True. Oh,
0: oh really? really? That's, that's yeah, when yeah, Tomb yeah.
2: Kings smile.
0: Yeah. And once again, the – where are they? The skink skirmishers. That's not the chameleon skinks. That's just the skirmishers, right? Chameleon Kings are twelve points a model, so he's base a, a full unit of them. The biggest it could be is ten, so it's one hundred and twenty. And if you put a champion, it's one hundred and twenty-six. So you're over doubling the cost of the unit to add him yeah, to but it.
2: You take five packs,
0: right? Well, you want to make sure. Yeah, you got to take more than five just to make sure that he gets his lookout, sir. If anything sure. gets on him. But uh, yeah, I, but his one purpose would be as a as a character hunter with the sniper and the poison. He's another one I wouldn't rank too high based on the fact that he is really so
1: expensive for what he does. Yeah, I think chameleon skinks are typically a kind of a suicide type unit. Really? I I thought I always thought so. If you put him into a position to take out that war machine or whatever, chances are they're going to get charged by something.
2: has uh, yeah, had pretty good success over the years of just, killing, of just rampantly killing the enemy's army
1: because... Yeah,
0: Joe was a huge because, pain Because,
2: like, I remember one game against uh, Mike Butcher where he kept turning around Nurgle Plague dudes to try and chase them. So I just kept running around it. Oh, you know? so, it's Yeah, and, and so most people just ignore them because there's no point in messing with them. And the sooner you get in combat, the quicker they can't hurt you.
0: Well, that's true. And then that guy, yeah, you got a you got a sniper in the room. Of them all, so. of
2: all the characters, this is probably the one you know that I would probably most want to use. Honestly,
1: really, huh?
2: I just like the idea of going and killing characters with the, with the double shot on hitting them on a five plus. You know, have a little mage in a unit without a ward save and go knocking them out.
1: Right.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. It just—they still get an armor save, though. So if you got anything, anything that's really tough, it's you know it's going to wound yeah. them. But
2: yeah, yeah, you're not going to go kill chaos sorcerers with this guy, but elf sorcerers—that's a totally different deal. Oh yeah,
0: I like Teto Echo and uh, and Gorok. I think were the two guys that, and they were the guys who were at least close to reasonably priced. Gorok—is that the White Scar dude? Yeah, yeah, I like that guy too. Two fifteen for him. With the uh, the shield and the successful wounds must be re-rolled. He's still expensive, but because he's you know like 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 Doma said, you could get a a regular uh, you know old blood for pretty much cheaper. Yeah, you, you could build you. around that
2: guy. I don't know that you'd want to, but you could.
0: It'd be a gimmick if once again if you're playing fluff. So we've just we've gone through the whole book. And, uh, no, Dilma, so you've been
1: playing lizard men for a number of years, yeah, now, since
2: right? off and on since 2005. I, okay. I did a lizard army real quick so I could concentrate and work on wood elves, <laughs> just get it out of the way so you can get I did, it. To get it out I dipped of the way. them, and they were literally, I have you know, 60, 70 hours in 3,000 points of lizard men or something. It's just it was so fast and easy.
1: Well. I've seen them. They look great. I think you ran them at uh, bits. I did. Last Thank you. Year, I did. No? Yep.
2: I took them yeah. for last year's bits.
0: Oh yeah, I remember seeing them. Yeah, right
2: they look like they're kind of, they're green and yellow with the brown dip. They kind of look like caramel corn. A little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they do.
2: But I did a I did a blue basing so it you know with like little so it looks like water with lily pads and that was really kind of key to bringing it all together because of that contrast.
1: Right the lily pads is my soft yes. touch. Yeah, all lizardy. Very cool. Very so, cool.
0: all right, well, you know what? Um we're hitting we're hitting about time right here. So, um, why don't we just uh, take a break and come back and wrap up the show? I think we're pretty much I mean, we got a full a full docket here today. So, um Okay, why don't we do that? We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, wrap everything up. Sound
1: good.
0: The wisdom of Warhammer. These poor, simple folk too fearful or too dull-witted to see the vulgarian evil in their own midst. They wail and complain about my uncompromising methods. But who among you can say that hanging half a village is too high a price to pay for the assurance that corruption has been exposed and destroyed this day? Ernst Traugott, Templar Witch Hunter. The Wisdom of Warhammer Okay, folks, we're back for the last segment of the show. We're going to wrap it up.
1: Uh, hey, Domus, thank you so much
2: for yeah, coming on. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh, my sure. pleasure. Hopefully we'll have you on the show sure. again, maybe. We'll have less of him on I in a couple hope of that months. I you
2: have less of me on, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, folks, we have... Some great shows coming up in the next few episodes. Our special Christmas episode is coming up extravaganza. If well, you will. yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good one. We've got a uh, special guest coming on for Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a nice long information filled episode. Um, I think you all will really like it. We're going to keep that one up for uh, that'll be out on Christmas, and then uh, like I said, the, at least the very first episode in January, we're going to wrap up the year in GW. Hopefully we'll have some new new news on books or something for you by then. Second episode of January we'll hopefully be wrapping up our uh our campaign game. We'll be wrapping up with that micro point. campaign.
1: Hopefully the orcs can turn it around.
0: Oh yeah, it's one on one. We'll see how that one yep. turns out. Yep. That one I'm actually really excited for that one. Should be fun. I've been writing lists and tossing them out over and over again. No. This no. is not no don't <laughs> no that ain't it. But uh, so we like the next, you know, we got a, the next month and a half of episodes we got lined up are all pretty good. And after we play that last uh, in the micro narrative campaign, we've got our next uh, our next fluffy fun uh, game. Our picked massive, out.
1: our epic grudge match.
0: Yes, our epic grudge match is picked out, and that's we're going to have we're going to have a twist. So a little bit. You know. So that one will be fun. We've got a lot of stuff lined up. By then, I should have most of the campaign sort of lined up and things ready so we can get into that so we've got a lot planned for 2013 between uh, Chris and I here so uh, we hope you're enjoying it and uh, looking forward to bringing you some more uh, I think that's all I got uh, please uh, we could if you want to do a shout out or leave a voicemail we'd love to hear it um,
1: join, join I, the forums
0: yeah join the forums join the weight loss challenge uh, Domus, you got anything you want to say to anybody before we no. finish up here?
2: Lose weight, get skinny. Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, folks, that's a show. See you on Christmas, and uh, leave an iTunes review. Buy a hoodie. <laughs> yes, iTunes reviews. Buy a hoodie. we've gotten a few more nice ones. Uh, we can always, always use more. I do go through all the different country feeds. I read every last one of them. So. Thank you for leaving them, and uh, happy to get more. Oh, and thank you to people who have been sending us campaign stuff. I'm going to start compiling that and getting a thread put up soon. So anyone who's sending us a lot, there's been a bunch of campaign stuff coming our way, and I've been uh, picking and choosing and stealing, and I'm going to post more. So, all
1: All right, right, folks. Very good. See you in a couple. All right, bye. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, follow David at Garage Hammer, and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through david at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through ChrisU at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.